Saw Podcast. Episode you could do that one. and like oh, put it over man. the top of the music. I've been thinking about doing something like that because I, I know we should say what we are, even though I don't like that way you just did that. <laughs> I'm really glad that my headphones are unplugged. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's important to introduce the show and to brand the show, but I also think like, look, if you're, if you have stumbled upon this show, you still know what the fucking name is because you, you, you see it in any podcast like form, whether you get it off of SoundCloud, who does our hosting, or on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, wherever you got this podcast. If it was just a fucking link from our Facebook, you know it's the New Utah Podcast. So why do we have to say the New Utah Podcast at the front it's of it? show identifier. Again, though, you've s- it's not like we do it like halfway through the show. I mean, I guess we could, but that's kind of dumb. You're still playing it somewhere. It's, I mean... I actually don't need to. I was just thinking of some of the radio shows that I listen to. I guess they don't. Yeah, but it's radio, right? Are you listening to radio it's or are you talking about other podcasts? Both. Yeah. So radio, I get. I listen to ones that do, that have just music and then they go into talking like we do when I have ones that have identifiers too. So like radio, I get it. Like when you listen to radio, the FCC actually requires that they station identify at certain times within like a couple minutes of certain time slots. Uh, the FCC requires the station. Satellite radio doesn't though. Yeah, because satellite radio That's what not, I listen to. Yeah, satellite radio is not guided by the FCC. But the other thing about satellite radio, like... First off, all the stations are owned by the same company in satellite radio, so there's that. But you also want a station brand because people don't know where they're at or what they're listening to necessarily because they flip through the radio. So maybe you want to do a little bit of branding there. But who flips through podcasts? <laughs> Can you flip through I guess podcasts? it was boring and you went, like... To another one, I don't know. Well, yeah, but why would you self-identify? Like, you don't go to the middle of the podcast, and again, it's. I, oh, I, I don't do. know that there's a. I don't know that there's like a like a podcast shuffle on iTunes where you can just podcast go shuffle like fucking, random episodes. Just Google. I'm feeling lucky. Like, give me a podcast to listen to. Like, that's like the only a way. podcast roulette. Yeah, yeah, kind of like chat roulette. It's a bunch of dicks, and then every once in a while you hear. Something oh, so nice. you fit the bill. Yeah, I mean, our show is perfect. It's right in, in line there. <laughs> what you may not know, though, uh, about the New Utah Podcast, so again, episode 109, uh, so we've been doing this for a couple years. Every week, uh, we release episodes on Wednesdays, uh, and we haven't missed a beat. We have done every single episode without skipping a beat since we started. And no best ofs. Yeah, no best ofs, no clips. Because maybe shows. we don't have any. We don't know. Um, we try <laughs> different... I think we have too many bests of, best ofs. You know, it's a lot of work to put those damn shows together. Like, a best of show is actually a ton of work. Just splicing out clips for Peter. Uh, sorry, Peter, I, I know that I, I still haven't finished that. I actually have a file with a whole bunch of them, but it's basically the first year of shows where I spliced out some clips, and now there's like another year where I mention Peter a lot, so... Anyway, we haven't talked about Peter in a it, long time. It takes it takes a while. We should talk about Peter. So um, you're gonna like our interview this week. Peter. Yeah, Peter, you'll actually like the show this week as opposed to other you weeks like. where. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if he likes it every week. Um, I was Bree was watching some stupid Lifetime movie. It was like it was like was it Hallmark or Lifetime? No, it had to be Hallmark, Hallmark because, because it, was it wasn't no, stabby or rapey. Yeah, there was no woman beating or raping going on. So, <laughs> but it was like some fake Cambridge. Like I'm in a fake kingdom, and the girl was a gardener. Cambria. Cambria. That was the name no, of the Cambria. Fake Whatever. So some guy that was going to be anointed king, and he was in love with some gardener that was there gardening, and like it totally would have been in Peter's like wheelhouse, I think. Well, because she it wasn't gardening. It was specifically she was specifically a landscape architect. Yeah, which is 
a fancy word for what Peter does. Gardening. <laughs> I mean, he calls himself a gardener. Well, I know, he's but, a landscape artist. I just thought it was kind of funny because we, as we were watching this, as I was mostly watching it, uh, we were thinking a lot about Peter because she was specifically a landscape architect, yeah. and she was working on like a rich woman's, like a big royal garden. Yeah. Maybe so. she knows Peter. <laughs> Dude, it was a fucking movie, Jeremy. <laughs> it was a goddamn movie. Did it take place in Ireland? Napoleon Dynamite's not a real fucking person. Thank God. <laughs> he might be. Have you been to Preston? I have. I mean, there's people like him, I'm sure, but... Uh, okay, so... <laughs> That's why I hate him, because there are actual real-life people I have to put up with that are like him. What I was going to say is what you may not know is our names, um, and, and we don't do a good enough job, I think, of, of saying those every episode, so I'm Chris. Uh, I'm the guy that edits it's the show basically half asses that part um and pushes the buttons yeah i kind of i kind of try to guide us through the show a little bit and i interrupt jess a lot uh jess is another host she sits across from me yes she does events and she actually does a lot more than that she, she's the producer she gets all our guests um she uh we I do, just do events that's all that's all she does she's <laughs> fucking events she doesn't do anything else for the show she gets interrupted a lot by me um and some some episodes i piss her off and she stops talking because I don't stop interrupting her. <laughs> um, but it's not because I'm sexist or chauvinist. I, I just like You're to just talk about ass. things. Yeah, well, you know. I'm not, look, I'm not part of a podcast and hosting a podcast because I don't like to talk, all right? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, and then Jeremy, who, who laughs uh, quietly and farms urbanly. That's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my lovely wife, Bree, is is also a member of the podcast and she I don't she, do anything. <laughs> she she spends most of the episode correcting me and telling me to stop being a dick. So you guys are welcome for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you there's listeners that are like, You tell him, Bree, tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and she does a lot. <laughs> tell him how to say the word legislature correctly. It's not that you don't know how to say legislature. You just don't know how to use the word legislature. Yeah, just correctly. wait until you see me spell cell and cell. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't get those right, and I fucking do that stuff for a living, and I can't get those right. So anyway, this is a this is a show about Utah uh, and all things Utah and the fun stuff of Utah and some of the weird shit of Utah, uh, and then we also talk about our personal lives a little bit. So um, a lot of it, a lot of it. I like talking about personal life stuff. So we built a retaining wall. Well, we were fixed our retaining wall. We repaired a retaining wall. That, I, I was expecting about the, the amount of time it took, but god damn, digging out a fucking place to put retaining wall back in is a lot of work. Squaring out the dirt. What'd you, what'd you build it with? We just uh, used we the... We just used the same ties that the stupid car like pushed oh, into our yard. You just so. put them back where they were supposed Some to Some of be. them, we had to cut one of them up because one of them was, is moved too far out of place to Still be There was a there. big... That vine that grows there, there's some big fucking roots under there. But it goes down just to the... Still had half a fender. And yeah, well, and I had to, I had to cut Serious, the There were some like serious looking bolts and stuff <laughs> in it there. It was unbelievable how much shit was still there from that car. Like, <laughs> like Bree pulls out this fucking thing that looks like a pin that's supposed to hold your tie rod in place. It's like it's like probably six <laughs> inches long with a bolt at the bottom of it. Like, and a piece of plastic that's like hooked onto it. I'm like, how did they what is fucking this? fucking drive their car away? <laughs> and there's Maybe a, they flintstoned it because the I, bottom fell out. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I don't know at all. Like the neighbor kid said, they got out through the bumper in the back seat and backed off and drove off. And he's like, I don't know how they were driving away. Like their tire popped. Like they were on their rim. 
And it sounded and, like they're... And half their car was left in our yard. Yeah, fucking so much of it. And it was like, maybe there's a VIN number on something. Still in your yard. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would totally be all for calling the cops and being like, look, we found this fucking piece of their dashboard. It's still got the VIN. It's the actual piece with the VIN number. <laughs> Like, I'm surprised we didn't have a license plate. Like, I'm guessing that might be why they grabbed their bumper. Yeah. Because it had their license plate on attached. it. <laughs> but, but, I mean, we literally, I spent probably, so after we were done, I was cleaning up some stuff while Chris was doing some other things. And I'm, I'm picking up stuff because we haven't really been able to mow next to it because it's been such a mess. So now that we've got it all cleaned yeah, up. Because there's like fucking pieces of metal and shit. I don't really want to run the lawnmower. So I was very carefully going through and I filled up the wheelbarrow <laughs> with crap. Car parts. Pieces of car. Plastic. Well, and everything is so... And trash because people think that because there's a gap they should just throw yeah, the garbage so there's, in there's just a temporary fencing piece up right now and it was nice because the the vine had grown over it and they had stopped doing it but like I'd go out there to mow and there's fucking beer cans and energy drink cans and fucking 7-Eleven cups bottles. in my backyard I'm like really? <laughs> you fucking dickheads just oh let me just fucking throw this in someone's yard because I can reach over this fence <laughs> so dumb I don't but it was it. cute because our little hope neighbor our little hope dog neighbor just sat in the shade and watched us build a retainer. she says little it's a french mastiff She's a little hope dog neighbor. Big, big dog. Her her sister is the one that I watched get killed earlier in the year. No, we brought that pot of the podcast right back down. <laughs> dead dog. So we found a dead bird. There was a dead bird, like completely rotted out in the pile of stuff. I don't know if it died like that night. <laughs> died there was no body, but there it were feathers. Like, no, there were feathers, and there was like the shell of a car. Like the feathers were in the shell of a carcass that had been. But it was totally. Maybe it was yeah. their parrot. I mean, may, looked like a in seagull. the car accident. Yeah. I don't know if it was. A pair I'm not a seagull. Uh, not a seagull. Uh, anyway. They fucking. That's how they got in the accident. They were driving around with the parrot, the parrot. in the car. Pets. Attacked Heads them. are falling off. <laughs> <laughs> pretty bird. Pretty bird. Uh, I watched that movie the other night. Bree's like, "Oh my god, are you really fucking watching this?" I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> Such a good movie. It's one of my favorites of all time. That's still the best part is when they get into town after riding on that little motorcycle. He's stuck to him. Hey, did you bug going through that pass back there? Kind of full. People like the dumbest thing. I know I've told this story before, but the, the, the scene where they're filling up at the gas station at night... Um, Big gulp, huh? I well, s- see you I later. S- <laughs> I saw that being filmed. <laughs> and I so I saw the dog truck and I was like, what the hell is that? And then when the movie came out, <laughs> you're like, hey, like a year later, it all clicked. I'm like, oh, movie anyway. filmed in Utah, by the way, if, if we haven't mentioned that before, folks, a lot of it was filmed here. Why are all the dumb shows filmed here? Even though even though it was based in Aspen. Yeah, it was filmed in Park, filmed City. In Park City, mostly. Like if you watch and it, Salt Lake Park Airport. City, yeah, <laughs> if you if you watch it, you, you can see a lot of Park City and Salt Lake uh, in, in the different scenes, so. Interesting that they filmed a movie about Aspen in Park City, Utah. Just saying. Well, they film shows about other places in other places. Well, Yellowstone is filmed all over the place uh, in Utah, which doesn't have any part of Yellowstone. This is no part of Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking today about, was it today? Maybe it was yesterday about uh, when that caldera goes. Like, uh-huh. like the places you can go into Yellowstone and you can look and you realize that it is a volcano um apparently there's one under massachusetts as well i saw on the news this morning or yesterday morning a volcano yeah an active volcano yeah i did not know that interesting that's kind of cool that's really interesting 
I know it's clear on the other side of the Maybe earth. Maybe it's connected to Yellowstone. It's also probably not a super volcano like Yellowstone. It's pipelined in. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that was a big chunk of our weekend. Uh, and then Did you do a hike this weekend? Yes. We, we, the last couple of weekends we've done walk hikes. Well, so we did 5Ks. We did 5K last week and then we did 5K this weekend as well. So We're just kind of sticking a little bit closer to home with my mom and rehab and stuff. Just Where'd you go? We just walked part of the Jordan River Parkway huh? from like... Uh, and dead bodies? No. 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 Good. no. Good. Um, some... Bunch of polite people. And yeah. Like really nice people. A lot of a lot of weird old dudes without shirts riding bikes. <laughs> a lot, lot of that. That was weird. Um, but it's hot. Cl- clearly, <laughs> like not a not a trail that I'll probably take the dogs on again. I'm I don't guessing. like that they're walking on the asphalt. Because it's, it's asphalt, hot. and it's re- like really good for like rollerblading or a bike. But it was a nice trail to walk, but it's asphalt, which is really fucking hard on the dogs' feet. So we went kind of early though. You got two little poochies with you. Yeah, we got some bad news Saturday night, so... No, Sunday morning. It was a Sunday morning. So, Bree's uncle passed away this weekend, so we kind of we were like, well, we're not going to not go on the hike because I'm fat and I need to get more exercise. <laughs> and it's something that we've wanted, we've said we're going to do every weekend is, is go see different things, so we'll, we'll do another one this weekend somewhere. Very nice. Yeah, so it was close because we ended up being just a block away from my mom, and so we were able to take her dog to go see her and... That was good. We didn't do anything as cool as Jess this weekend. Yeah. Jess went to go. I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I like air I shows. I cool things. I like air shows, but half a million plus people I in can't one do space. It. That's, I, you can't even tell. I know, but it's still like... I, it, like, even to go to the bathroom or go get drinks, like, even with everybody's chairs set up, there's still, like, room, walkways. Do room for your tent? Well, here, Hill Air Force Base is rather large. Yeah, it's massive, <laughs> and you don't realize how big it is until you see these planes that take off. Yeah, well, we're, like, it's the majority of the crowd, like, near the airstrip, or where do they kind of put people, or do you yeah, just like, s- hang, out the, hang out on base in someone's yard? No. <laughs> haven't been to a, no, I've been to one, one or two airfields. Two, two or three really big hangars on the, um, the airstrip, and they just have it, like, blocked off. And that's where everybody sits, so... In the hangar or just next to it? No, out on the airstrip. Oh. Like... The one thing I remember from all the air shows I've been to is they had a whole lot of, like, military and police dogs on display, like, doing the training stuff, and that was always really cool, but... I didn't see any. The air show... They had all... They had airplanes on on display. I got an awesome tutorial on the F-16 by a guy who worked on them. I talked to a pilot of the F-32... Or the F-35s. And our friend Barry was there, Uh, right? Barry was flying. Yep. I saw lots of videos and pictures from different people that went to it. I mean, it was really a cool event. And if you missed it, um, just like I did, shame on us for missing it. But I can't handle them. What was your favorite? People. Plane. Hmm. Oh, I was a P fifty one. Are you kidding me? What, what, was your, what was your favorite like stunt or or thing that was? There? Oh, they had a pilot, and I wish I could remember his name. Um, he's like the best uh, freestyle aerobatic Is it Maverick? pilot. No, um, ice and just Iceman. just knowing that these planes that weigh a ton can flip in the air like they do and just free like free fall and hang. It just they're it's all amazing. They had a really beautiful Stearman biplane um, 
that seems like it's flying really, really slow just because it's such a big plane, um, but it's not. The Thunderbirds are there, and they normally have six, and I think in two years, if they come back, I'm going to sit down on that end because the whole entire process of getting them down the runway is completely regimented. Um, from the people that move the blocks under the planes to getting them in the plane and um, they got all the way down the runway and nothing was happening and all of a sudden all these fire trucks went by and ambulance and more fire trucks and the commentator was like just so you know, the show is 100% safe and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I have a feeling something happened with one of the pilots. Maybe they didn't feel well, but they just flew it with, with five, five F-16s. So it was be- like it's seeing them fly and get into like formation. There's nothing like it. So what do they do? Like loop out and then come back and do formation over the crowd? All kinds. And actually, the, the, I'm going to call it the Rogue F-16, the one, the fifth one, would, they'd fly in four in a diamond. And the, like, no, nowhere in sight is this plane. And all of a sudden, it just hit super low right over the top of the crowd. That's awesome. Scare the hell out of you. And he did that twice. And it was awesome. I like seeing, like, the heart in the air. And, like, I just, it just made me, like, I just want to go do it again. It was like that drag racing diesel tow truck Yes. Thing. So it's called <laughs> Shockwave something. It's, it's a semi that has a jet engine attached to the back of it. And he races one of the small planes. Had he not, I think, had he not put his parachutes on, he probably would have beat the plane. But he may have gone airborne himself. <laughs> like that, Quite that, possibly. That is an issue. When Which he, I don't know why he does that, because I mean, I guess he would just keep going. The runway is quite long. Yeah. But, well, but you have to slow down. Like, you, yeah. there is a safety place for yeah. him to do it. So that's pretty insane. I bet the truck weighs less than the damn jet, though. It was pretty cool. They the had to watching the bi- watching the Pitts biplane, which is the plane that I did my flight in, my aerobatic flight in last year, next to the Stearman, was awesome. Because the I mean the size difference is just amazing. And those two planes, so the Stearman was actually a training plane in World War II, um, and, and that's the one Barry awesome. talked about that they trained everybody on, right? That no, style. that's the P seven. I don't remember. Right. I think Chris is right. Yeah, I think it's a B seven. No, it wasn't a biplane. It's a I don't say that very often. <laughs> no, she's she's very reluctant <laughs> to to give me. Um, they did. Um, they had four four F thirty fives flying simultaneously. No, we don't need to play that. Um, and those, there's nothing like that sound when and everybody That's had a their sex song. Everybody had their headphones on, but me. That's why I'm watching the video. This is, they have sex, 80s movie sex in this video. Movie sex. 80s movie sex. <laughs> not softcore <laughs> porn sex. Not Debbie Does Dallas real porn sex. 80s movie sex. So the curtains flapping in the wind. That's what they call it. Uh, anyways. I like the volleyball scene. The beach volleyball <laughs> scene where Tom the, Cruise doesn't look like a four foot man, but he really is. The homoerotic He's scene. four feet. I also went to Vernal this weekend and saw Dinosaur Bones for my first time. Oh, really? Yeah. How was that? It was amazing. I went out there because uh, I did some ancestry finding in a cemetery out there, which was probably the easiest one that I've ever done. Um, but yeah, there's only like I saw four the sign. Buried there. No, there's quite a few. But I saw the sign and I was like, I'm here. I might as well go. It's $25, by the way, to go up to the quarry. Yeah. 
And I guess if you're going to do, there's like a mile and a half hike, but to do it, I'm like, no wonder these dinosaurs died. It is too hot out there. <laughs> I don't think so. that's why they died. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Anyways, so did you guys know that there's a brewing company in Vernal? No. Yeah. Um, they only carry two of the beers yeah, in the liquor to stores. Get it from Vernal to here is, is quite the <laughs> track, so I, I get that. Um, they have 12 different brews, and then they also do uh, like small batch beers that they rotate. And they'll make like sample packs that they like actually put the, the like plastic things on top. Did you bring some? I I bought some for my coworker. They have a peach one that the that the logo she Venmo me money. <laughs> <laughs> so I just turned Jess off so you guys can't hear. I'm a little upset. But. <laughs> I'll I'll go back. Don't worry. But um, the manager there, Brendan, he was super awesome and kind of explained. I don't really know about beer, and so it's kind of like a foreign language to me me but he super helped me out and you can like mix and ma- match uh the different brews and um they have the ones that they have at the liquor store is their 50 caliber and the which is an whoa which is an <laughs> sorry drop my phone which is an ipa and then one called mama's milk and that one's a stout so I'll go back. Don't worry. I'll go get some. <laughs> Those fucking names. I know. No, they're awesome. So there's Little Hull, Pilgrimage, Ms. B. Hyven, Allosaurus, Rigor Mortis. The Rigor Mortis they were out of. I was bummed. Um, she's a Peach, <laughs> Directional, which is a Porter. And then they have the, their like seasonal ones. 50 caliber and Mother's Milk. Though. But it's really cool. So it's also a gastropub. And it's a really, really cool building. It's right across uh, from the museum. That's like downtown Vernal. But that was, I really like that drive a lot. That's one thing we don't, I don't think we've really talked about too much here. We have a lot of fucking dinosaurs. I don't believe in them. I just want you to know that after that trip. You don't believe in dinosaurs? I have, I have issues with dinosaurs after this trip. Why? They're like aliens. They are, but that they doesn't are. mean they didn't exist. My my issue is the, is the dating, and everyone's explained it to me the exact same, and I, I'm not buying what you're selling. Well, you don't understand carbon dating? No, I understand it. I don't understand 149 million years of carbon dating. Maybe if it was like six or 7,000 years, then it would be like more believable. I mean, I, I don't think it's like super accurate. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, not, I'm not like, oh, they said 143,262,513 years. I'm like, yeah, they might be off by a few 10 million thousand. Years. So we, yeah, we like were, that. I was walking, th- I was walking through the, the quarry because basically they built this building around the side of a wall that has tons of bones in it. And... They're, they have all kinds of information about how they found the bones and like they've shipped them off around the country to different places. And um, but there was nothing about how they found the bones in the first place. <laughs> and so there was an awesome park ranger at the end that I asked. And she said it was actually the settlers in the area that found the bones first that notified you know, in 1909, they called up Carnegie Hall and they were like, hey, it was probably like pigeons hey, found, or like Morse code or something. We found these bones. Yeah. You wanna and so they sent out this guy and and <laughs> they like, found. Yeah, they're bones. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a big fight. Like, it's really like Utah has a ton of really good intact fossils. That's the one in St. George. Well, if you're if you're standing up like in front of the quarry, it's just such a crazy view to like look at those mountains and realize that there's probably way more of the like nobody's even touched 
so yeah, well, and then part of it looks like the Lion King. So you think about like you think about like coal mines and stuff like that. Like coal was dense vegetation at one point. Like and it then was I'm like, why did my ancestors settle here? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a paleontologist when I was little. Did you watch Jurassic Park or read it or something? <laughs> I was just wondering. Yeah, dude, Jurassic Park wasn't out when yeah. I was little. So, so, uh, so when I so the university, not the university, the Western Wyoming Community College, this is a community college in like Green River, Rock Springs, Wyoming. So they have a, a dinosaur exhibit because they do a lot of. There's a lot of fossils out there too, and there's Sheep's Creek Canyon and stuff. And they've got a lot of uh, like prehistoric fish. Like they've got this one fossil that is a, a gigantic prehistoric fish that you can see the full skeletons of other fish that it was in the process of digesting wow, when cool. it died. And so you can see all the bones inside of the structure of this other. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, baby alligator. Were you scared? <laughs> a little bit. You're like, those bones are going to eat me. Basically, <laughs> so I ew, that's a big deal. I mean, you talk. There's dinosaurs, dinosaurs everywhere, though, in Vernal, like on the street signs. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, no, they're all over. It's that's, awesome. <laughs> that's the only reason anyone goes to Vernal. The it's, pink dinosaur. It's not the beer. It's it's the dinosaurs. I mean, that's you the could only, go for the beer. You bet. No one goes. To, it's a long, shitty drive. With it's nothing. not a bad drive, actually. It's not. You like driving. That drive is way better than going to like. Idaho. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> because I have done that drive to Pocatello a lot in one summer. Yeah, yeah I mean, you just throw. Like I thought you were going to say something like Vegas, and I was going to say yeah, but then you you're in Vegas. But Vegas is five hours. This one's only like two and a half hours. It's true. It's true. And is you it, get to go by Strawberry, and you get to go by Starvation. Is it better than going to say Logan? They're uh, no, they're completely different landscapes. One's in the mountains, and one is like nothing. <laughs> so anyway, dinosaurs, it's good stuff. I'm, I, like I, I have, I've, I, I was, I've been to Just Vernal. Go when visit I was a that kid. dude at the beer company. That's all you need to do because he was nice. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe at some point, like you can go to Thanksgiving Point though if you live in the valley and see dinosaur stuff there. So. But it's not the same. Like no, when you see that landscape like and you like take it in, it's, it's just, it's, it's pretty crazy that that's like that's our state. Yeah, I'm in a beautiful state. So, uh, bees, I just need to be updated. <laughs> our listeners want to know. It's not even me because I know because you send me pictures, but our listeners need to know how your bee colony is. Not doing. as exciting as everybody else's weekend, but I did crack into the beehive this weekend. It's doubled. So it's doubled in size in, in the little over month that, that I've had it. So that's good. Am I getting honey? As long as everything stays on course. <laughs> Do you need help? Yeah, you need to get past this part because this is when bee death happened last year. Uh, uh, sort of, yeah. Uh, Maybe you should was, sleep yeah, out. Yeah, it was. It was like probably like July. Maybe End you should sleep out by the beehive so you can guard it. <laughs> guard it. End of July, first part of August is when I noticed the decline. Uh, you happened. need to have Rocky go hang out with the beehive. It'll be see. like... If they start to, to migrate away, be like, no, don't leave me. <laughs> Put a net around it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'd be in on that. They yeah, would they probably wouldn't have anything to do with that. But yeah, so they've doubled. Uh, so they've clearly to, found a good food source. Had to exp- they, yeah, they must have had How, to expand the... They track like five miles. Yeah, they'll something. go three to five miles. But They're like the, a boomerang. 
Yeah. So well, so I mean, boomerangs. I don't understand. Like, if they go out three miles, like, how do they leave enough of their their poop in the air, their pheromones or whatever you call it, to come back? Like, that it's is like breadcrumbs. But think about it. Think about how amazing of a fucking sense of smell. Because that's basically what they're going. So from with. where I'm at, you got Bangor, and then you got that farm that yeah. they're slowly destroying but there's still that big yeah, farm yeah there's still farm there. and well you've got Peterson just not Peterson's too far from you with yeah maybe he's probably yeah maybe 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 you've also got a bunch of neighbors with fruit lots trees of neighbors with and gardens, gardens and stuff our, our garden but but yeah so obviously they found a source and then we've got the canal that's just just well it's probably not just one source so you're probably oh, going to no. get honey because I think before with the alfalfa like there was so much alfalfa right behind the house yeah. like why go anywhere else and now you're probably going to get a better source of of sometimes honey. you have to travel for beer they're not having beer though they're having <laughs> pollen they're getting <laughs> drunk on pollen so I, yeah so I had to widen three I, I added three more bars so I took my divider moved it out put in three new bars because they've filled up about six bars um about three on each side, but the left-hand side, I gave more room to the right-hand side. Anyway, so I expanded and put in more bars, so there's about six bars with brand new honeycomb on it. That's awesome. It's cool. You can tell the difference. I mean, it's blatantly obvious the new stuff's white, and the old stuff's a brownish What do you think that is? Color. It's just how it's a- just how it ages. Oh, hmm. interesting. Yep. No, I mean, Sorry, really, brand new honey I really, I really do want to come over. You need to tell me when you're going to go get into it. I know you do it on Sunday. Sundays. It's about every other week. Yeah, you just need to be like, hey, bitch, come on. Yeah, about we're, every other we're week. We're doing the so. beast today at 8 o'clock. Get over here. So next, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, I'll, I'll do it again. What does that shirt say? Y'all feel Jesus? Y'all need Jesus. That's <laughs> what, what my 17-year-old got me for Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all need Jesus? I like did that you shirt. Did you tell everybody what you got for Father's Day? I got an Instant Pot. Yeah, no, we talked talk about the mats. And I got play mats. I got a really cool... So I got play mats for those that don't know. They're basically giant mouse pads you put magic cards on so you don't fuck up your cards. Um, hey, do you ever... Do you know Hero Clicks is back? It's, it's back. It's I it's there were events for Hero Clicks. Well, I was like, yeah, I haven't he, heard about this for like eleven years. Hero Clicks is Hero Clicks is fun. I don't think it's um I don't think it's like come back with a vengeance. I haven't seen a lot of it in any of the cards. Maybe shops. you'll see it at Salt Lake Gaming Gaming Con in I'm weekends. sure they will. I'm sure they will do stuff, some Hero Clicks stuff. Hero Clicks is actually a really fun game. Um it's just it's kind of a bitch to set up and play, but it's a lot of fun. There's a I'm not going to get into games. Our, our, our listeners don't give that much of a shit about my hobbies. But the playmats are really cool. So the playmats, uh, the girls got them, and really that by that I mean Bree got them from uh, <laughs> gaming for me. Ink does a lot of custom playmats and stuff, and they're really cool, really high-quality stuff. So one of them is a scene from Rick and Morty, which is great. The other is Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon dressed up as Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. That's funny. And Stitch dressed up as Toothless. So really cool, That's really cool, cool design. Crossover. I, I'm a huge, huge fan of it. So they have like little costumes on, um, but it's it's fantastic. Uh, Father's Day gift, and I've used that Instapot like three times now. Uh, I'll probably be using. Don't, it have you done oatmeal in it yet? No, I haven't. I, it's an eight quart instant pot. That's a lot of oatmeal, and no one else likes oatmeal as much as I do. Like Bree does. I love oatmeal. I can't have but oatmeal right now. You like a lot of sugar in your oatmeal. So I like flavored oatmeal, but I I like so I I did the the steel cut oats, the Irish oatmeal. I love steel cut oats. Oh my god, it's so much better than just the flat rolled oats. It's unbelievable. Like the the just the texturally, it's so much better. But anyway, 
after reading how they're made, I don't think it's really all that different nutritionally, but texturally, it's definitely a much different uh, uh, different deal. So that's enough about uh, our weekend. Um, we're 30 minutes in now, so <laughs> maybe we'll do some events and get to some interesting Utah shit. Maybe. So we're going to start with events because there's always something going on, and it's... Especially we're almost to the 4th. Yeah, the 4th is next week. Um, so we'll actually still have an episode come out on the 4th, because that's the Wednesday. Uh, so you'll have a fresh episode you can listen to as you're... Watching the fireworks. You know, barbecue. having a barbecue. Um, if, you, if you're watching fireworks when you listen, you'll probably hear me bitch about fireworks a lot, so... Do you, but not as much as I Are you going to go over all the fireworks stuff again? I can, yeah. Were you going to? I don't want to, like, dance on your party or whatever. <laughs> Nobody should dance on my party. <laughs> um, Is that because that's a synonym for pussy now because of Trump? I guess. I don't know. Um, first and foremost, this Saturday, uh, Josh the Herbalist is opening up Green Thread. Oh. Yay. Yay! At time and place. So go down and support him. And he is doing free consultations. He'll answer any questions you have about tea, uh, herbal medicine. Um, plus, you can visit Melinda. Maybe buy a plant or five. I don't know. Um, also coming up uh, is the Oleo Green Thread and Hello Bulk Markets Soap Class. That's on the 29th, and it's at uh, Hello Bulk Markets, which is at 751 West, 800 South. It's $25. They're going to be making soap with herbs. I think you get like four bars out of it. So that will last you for quite some time unless you take showers all the time so uh fire uh oh postcards so today um while we're recording this is primary elections um if you didn't send your ballot in yesterday uh it doesn't count so my yeah anyways um so a more cafe uh every once in a while hosts a postcard event and they the it's done by the salt lake indivisible and they bring postcards they have issues you can uh, political yeah. issues. You can mail out they postcards. Have names of your Congress critters uh -huh. send the postcards. Or you to. can just mail a postcard to somebody nice. But um, they have really good grilled cheese sandwiches there, and they carry bubble and brown, so you can eat delicious food and write a postcard. So fireworks. Um, are you ready for the list? Yeah. So I'm going to start with a warning, you motherfuckers, before Jess gives the list <laughs> of places to watch safe. And I say that with my air quotes going uh, safe fireworks displays from from public. Uh, I just want to put out a, a little reminder as of last Which night. Which I'm feeling like you're, you can save hundreds of dollars if you just go like go oh, buy yeah. a really awesome picnic and go yeah, to one of the. You can even sure. buy new camp chairs and you'd still be under budget. Yeah, you could buy a fucking above ground swimming pool and fill it with water and still be under budget. Um, <laughs> from fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> Watch them out of your backyard. So uh, I just want to point out a few different fires currently burning in the state of Utah. And it's, again, early in the year because we're not to August yet. So uh, since June 21st, there is a uh, Monviso fire. It's only about halfway contained and that's up near Evanston, Wyoming. So 65 acres burning uh, right 
right well up there. There's a Trail Mountain fire that started at the beginning of June, still burning, almost 18,000 acres, about 80% contained now, so that's good, thank God, because that was a controlled burn that <laughs> got out of hand. Uh, there's Salls Canyon fire at 200 acres right now, started on May 14th and has not been contained at all, so that sucker's just been burning away for a month and a half, two months almost. But isn't that crazy that's only at 200 acres? Yeah, I just don't think there's a lot of vegetation up there for it uh, out in San Pete County. Uh, so then there's the Willow Creek fire at 1,300 acres. That is about 77% contained. Uh, so that's up in, uh, you know, the uh, Cache National Forest up near the Heber Camas area. So, um, yeah, uh, that's the fires currently I like burning. how they put Heber and Camas together. They're not really that close to each <laughs> well, other. Well, they're both in Heber Valley, so... <laughs> There's yeah. a fire up by you, isn't there? There was. It's contained. It's, yeah, it's it got contained. Out. So don't what? don't shoot things, hot things in the summertime. Yeah. All of the fires out by me are because of people shooting at targets that are flammable. And they're pretty sure that the Evanston fire was started at a, by a campfire that was left. Oh, there uh, was one fire. The Tooele fire was like a week ago or something. was started because a bird hit an electrical line and started a fire. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, contained. We terrible so. people for laughing. But my point in this is, it's fire season. It's dry. It's it, you can fucking see. It's all fucking dried out grasses out in the wilderness now. Like all along Jordan River Parkway. Like I, I would venture to say every quarter of a mile, there's a sign. Fireworks are prohibited with two hundred within two hundred feet of the 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 river, and that's because it's dry as shit. There's a lot of dry shrub grass and stuff, and it's good. Shrubberies. Well, I mean, like the Moab fire, that fire that happened in Moab took out ten houses and almost ran through the center of town, and it would have been devastating. It would have destroyed Moab. Um, And that's in town. So when you go to light off fireworks, I want you to think about that. Uh, Neighbors of mine that probably don't listen to the podcast because you're fucking douchebags. That's why. They don't listen because uh, they're douchebags. You can only light off fireworks from July 2nd to the 5th and from the 22nd to the 25th from, and this is important, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Not one in the goddamn morning, you fucking dicks. Don't wake me up with your stupid fucking fireworks in your backyard. And don't shoot my house, neighbors, because you hit my house the last three years in a row, you have hit my house with fireworks. Well, my neighbor's house burned down last year, remember? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, be really careful. Also, uh, you can't buy fireworks until like two days ago. I think the 24th was the first day they could be sold. Most of the tents hadn't opened yet. Most so. tents still aren't open. Yeah. Well, because the thing is like, if you can't, like the, the like two weeks before. Like they're getting them set up. Like if, so. they, if they could have sold last weekend, they would have opened on Friday, most of them. But only being able to sell on Sunday in Utah is kind of stupid. Uh, and most of them will open like Thursday probably this week. Uh, and then they'll they'll be open through the 4th and it'll be a fire sale. But, uh, haha, she would have did there. But just... <laughs> Just don't buy fireworks. It, I mean, it's part of my business, and I don't want you to buy fireworks. Donate your money to the Green Urban Lunchbox. Yes. Instead. Yes. Or, or go to one of these shows and donate money to something worth a damn, you know? But don't fucking waste $200 on fireworks and then start a fire and have the fire department. Or blow your hand your off or and, your eye. Yeah, just don't be stupid. Okay, so now, now <laughs> so that the, the fireworks warning has been has yes. been leveled. Let's let's give you good places to go for fireworks. So Tuesday, Tuesday the third, uh, Centerville has theirs. Assholes, just do it I don't know fire. why. Yeah, it's dumb. It's, I mean, the nice thing is you could go to that on the third. 
you sleep in on on Wednesday because everyone's off on the Fourth of July unless you work for fucking Satan, uh, <laughs> or basically, Mac- or McDonald's, but the same thing, or a car dealership. Yeah, same thing, Satan. Um, <laughs> it's a good car sales day because people are off work. It actually is. <laughs> uh, but you could go to that one and then you could go sleep in and then you could go to another one. Yeah, you could, or you could go to a lot because there there seems like there's more this year, and I'm sure that there's a ton that I missed. Uh, there is. A Provo, the Stadium of Fire, of course. If you don't have a ticket, guess what? Stadium go sit. Stadium of Fire. Go sit on the hills and you'll be able to see. I can see it from my house. I sat in Saratoga Springs and watched it across the whole entire valley last year. So, uh, Riverton. And plus, then you can put on your own music and don't have to listen to the shit they do in the stadium. I think One Republic is playing, though. They're okay. Usually it's yeah. the Osmonds. I mean, let's be fair. No, it's been country for like the last few years. One Republic was really good. 15 years ago. They haven't been out that long. <laughs> Maybe the Osmonds are a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. They are. Uh, no Sugar House fireworks, <laughs> so don't go to Sugar House Park. Really? Uh, West Jordan, Murray, Jordan Park, which is not in either of the Jordans. It's actually in Salt Lake City. Uh, Oakley, if you like a rodeo, if you like small town, go up to Oakley. Uh, it's a tradition i don't know park city don't go to park city they have horrible fireworks sandy blanding if you want to go all the way down south of course thanksgiving point has theirs uh if you don't want to park on the property park across on i-15 on the frontage road um although it might not be there right now because it might be torn down because of construction uh magna north ogden and kaysville all have firework shows you Even can go magna's to got a firework show yeah. and i guarantee you lighting off fireworks in magna is probably illegal because most of that's unincorporated shit out there yeah so so, like, and go you don't buy, know what's fireworks and gunfire. Go buy some good oh food God. and so that's, watch it. That's been the game with Bree and I lately. Like we hear we hear the loud bang at nine thirty, and we're like, "Is someone lighting off a fireworks? Check, or did check someone shoot really someone?" Quick. What? I said you gotta check the news really quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's unreal. Like yesterday, we're going we're going to the gym, and they fucking had sixty two hundred South blocked off, probably from an auto pedestrian accident, is my guess. But who knows? Because there was someone that got shot. Baby Owen's here. Woo-hoo! Yeah. My cousin had her baby today. She wasn't supposed to be induced till the 29th, but her last kid, she had it in the car in the parking lot at the hospital while her husband was going in to get. A wheelchair. Well, congratulations to your cousin. I know. It's so exciting. Did you make a cake for the baby? Baby Owen. Yeah, because newborn babies are notorious for loving cake. They like yeah. cake. Pregnant I, women I'm do. I'm so excited. She's not okay. pregnant anymore. Can we talk about the stuff that follows after the 4th of July? Because I have a couple of yes. those. Also, like, Taylorsville Days is happening this weekend. Yeah. It's really like ahead. Riverton Days, I believe. Is Riverton there. is the 4th. They're doing theirs on, on the 4th of the July. And yeah. West Fest is probably right around here, too. West like, Fest. <laughs> West Fest is awesome. Where else can you ride? I said West Jordan. Where, West Fest is West Valley, by the way. Yeah. West West Fest. Oh, then so that's not on Where the else can you go, ride a Ferris wheel, eat a corn dog, and get stabbed all in the same night? And a funnel cake. Or get fucking maced. Wasn't maced there someone maced last yeah, year last at West year. Fest? Man, what a great place. They used to be in the Granger um, parking lot. Yeah, now they do them off of 5600 across from that Walmart out there. Where kids, where it was a Granger. The big park and stuff is. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and now they've, they've like, changed that area. They've, like, planted trees and stuff. Oh, it's really across nice from over Walmart. there, actually. Yeah. That's kind of behind the fire station and West Valley Rec Center and stuff. There's a skate park. So anyway, back to more stuff to do. More stuff. Salt Lake Gaming Con is coming up. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the weekend after the 4th. Yep, the 6th and 7th down at 
formerly known as the... That's Southtown Expo. Yeah. It's Mountain America It's Mountain America now. <laughs> but you know what? Mountain America doesn't pay me, so it's still Southtown Expo. Right. So if you love all things games, video, tabletop, RPGs, cosplaying, they're going to have game developers from all over the country there. Yeah, lots of lots of gaming tournaments, like Smash Brothers tournaments and stuff like yeah. that. If you like playing video games or board games, it's, it's going to really be a fun to place to go. Yeah, so it's 25 bucks for one day or 85 for the two days. And it's not like a... It's not like comic kind of like they'll have panels and stuff that they do with these developers and artists. But what a great place to network because Utah has some really great game developing companies and if that's what you want to get into it's a good place to pay, get yeah, on it. Pay the 25 bucks and go meet people. It's also a good place to just go play games for a couple of days. Uh, I forgot to mention last week that the Ogden Farmers Market was opening so now that's on Saturdays. So if you're up north or if you want to go check out some different vendors then or what. That's you Mark and Brandy and if you don't listen to this podcast <laughs> I don't think they do. That's okay. Uh, so, Urban Flea Market they asked also. Me not too long ago, uh, if I was on the podcast. Okay, so they don't thing. listen. <laughs> oh. uh, Urban Flea Market on the 8th down at the Gateway. And then I found this really cool event because I know people are looking for things to do in the summertime if they have kids or maybe they just want to go do something cool. But Kohler Creamery and Heber Valley Cheese are doing something called Calves Munch and Lunch. And it's they're doing it on the 9th and the 17th of July. It's 12. It's like 13 bucks. It goes from 11.30 to 1.30. You get to take a hayride from the creamery to the farm. And then you get to, you get calf. to, to feed the calves oh, with bottles. Calves. And then you get to suck milk off the mom's you <laughs> fifth teeth. You guys. That little guy right you there. You get educated and then you get a grilled cheese lunch yeah, with by, their delicious cheese. By educated, they squirt the milk into a bucket and then they make grilled cheeses out that of the cheese from the bucket. <laughs> they show you how to make cheese from scratch. Direct from the cow's titay. <laughs> No, <laughs> Bree's like done. She's checked out. Like she's, she's, yeah, she's yeah. She's probably writing a. It's about funeral stuff. Sorry. Oh, um, that's yeah. That happens. There's dead people in the family. So, do you want to hear a cool story? Yes. Cool Before story, you get bro. into news, so my dad had surgery yesterday. Oh yeah, is he, and he's, is he okay? Uh, I hope so. He's up at the University of Utah Hospital, which I'm very grateful for. I've never been to that hospital. I've been to primaries a million times. But first of all, that hospital is rad. And my dad was on the transplant floor. First of all, that's cool. And his room overlooked the... Uh, that the, picture was awesome. The, the, um, the pad for the helicopter. So I was watching them come in and bring people oh, cool. in and, and fly out. And so my dad's nurse, hilarious. And she happened to be a Richardson too. And her birthday's like two days before my dad's. And so I was like, without violating HIPAA laws, because it's a trauma one hospital, which means that all the crazy, crazy stuff goes into that hospital. And I said, without violating HIPAA laws, like what's the craziest thing that you've seen? And she was really trying to like rack her brain for something good I could tell. <laughs> and she said, you know, there's a gang problem here. People don't know that. And I was like, at the university? And she was like, no, in Salt Lake. She's yeah, not going and I was like, nope, I'm pretty sure people know about it. And she said a guy, a young guy came in with a hatchet in his head still talking and she said i know brain anatomy that guy should not have been talking at <laughs> all he didn't make it 
Um, and then she told us another story about an, like an old army doctor that works there. And this guy came in with a nail through his hand, like this tattooed guy, just balling. They're giving him every type of medicine What's possible, mean? propofol, everything and nothing's working and he's still just crying and the doctor looks at the wife and was like we have this new medicine um it's called triactin like do you want me to give it to your husband and she was like yes and he, he says how about you try acting like a man <laughs> <laughs> the doctor said that oh, and i was like i have to remember this and so i had to tell like everybody the story so i don't forget uh, but she awesome. said they use it all the time now. that's so, <laughs> so he, mean, he was supposed to be just discharged this afternoon but i haven't heard anything so i hate when i get discharged gross he has six <laughs> he has six holes in his stomach though wah, wah. oh that stupid guy <laughs> i've been seeing clips of that like for the last five days so there was a there's a a, a bunch of people talking about how because Republicans, like, the, the talking point for them now is that these kids are actors and it's all fake shit. All the, the kids, stories are bullcrap for the stuff down going Parkland, on. Parkland, yeah. Down, not just Parkland, but, like, the stuff going on in Texas. Like, these kids are paid actors. Uh -oh. Like, more of that same bullshit rhetoric. Well, there's a, there's a clip of... These, these pundits talking and this guy is talking about a, he, he's like so there's a story of this woman whose kid who has 10 year old down, ten -year -old syndrome. down syndrome daughter is ripped away from her and they're separated and the guy wah, next to him wah. goes wah wah like right in the middle and of like, the sentence he goes to continue talking and then dead stops and he's like did you just wah wah a <laughs> 10 year old girl with down syndrome being stripped from her mother like Fucking really? That's what you're going to say? It happens to the best of us. <laughs> yeah, apparently. By the way, again, that was this motherfucker. That was Jeremy. That was not me that did that. He and, I got, okay. and I got fucking blamed for it because you said it. And she looked right at me and she's like, really? I'm like, that was him. <laughs> Never said a word to Jeremy about it. Never given him shit. Like his daughter's going to die and she's going to feel bad for him. And then I'll say, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, all right. So I, we don't really have a lot of time for news. We have a really, really great conversation. I did not realize. So we're going to talk to Sean Peterson from uh, Green Urban Lunchbox. That dude is awesome. Holy shit. What a fucking crazy life this we guy We need him back so, so we can talk about his motorcycle story. And he's not that okay. old. Like, he's not an old dude, but he's had a crazy life. Uh, and, and Green Urban Lunchbox is an amazing organization. I did not realize how cool that organization is until after we got done talking to him. Maybe we can take a ride in his bus sometime. Uh, it's too hot right now. You would <laughs> probably die. Probably shouldn't jump in a bus that says free candy on the side, Jeremy. <laughs> Clearly, you It's free hot. herbs. Oh, okay. So that's good, then. <laughs> all right. So we're, I'm just going to pick out a couple because we're not going to get to all this because we don't have that much time, but I want to talk about a few things. So uh, I'm going to mention the algal bloom is back. The algal, algae bloom. The algal bloom uh, on Utah Lake is back. But we, we had a conversation with Farmer Luke It's about also that. at Rockport, by the way. Yeah. Oh, that's where I used to go camping. So we did have a conversation about it with Farmer Luke. Um, it is toxic. Uh, it's not toxic when you put it on, you know, plants that are growing. It's toxic if you ingest the water with the toxins in it. It's if you're eating it out of the lake. Yeah. So yeah, don't, don't use it as your greenery. Don't have your dogs drinking or swimming. Like, don't go fucking swimming in Utah 
Lake, basically, is the moral Ever? Of the story. Really? Not just because of this? I mean, yeah, it's full of pollution and disgusting. Just don't do it. It's I jumped in it. Is that what stunted your growth? <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's so pale now. <laughs> no, she's not pale right now. She's That's pretty true. red. She's just like a fucking tomato. <laughs> she's like a she's like a sunburnt mango. She's a lobster and, and quite ironically she wore her lobster shirt. <laughs> It's pretty cool. <laughs> Man, Jennifer, you got to use sunblock. I did. I used, I even had my umbrella. What the S- sun hates what me. What SPF were you? Like 50. <laughs> That's what Chris has to use, too. <gasps> yeah, this- I like to use, like, 15. Because they say the higher stuff doesn't even Your, matter. You can do that because your skin just turns brown. Like, you don't know you were sunburned. Your fucking arms are just getting darker. Like, look at her shoulders. They were, like, super sunburned. Look at that tan. Do you want to see that's my tan? Week, that's from a week ago. That's my tan. That's as dark as I get right there on my arm. That's pretty crispy red. Yeah. No, this is bullshit. This, is, this was as red as Jess was a week ago. Like, Cassie goes out with suntan oil. She gets burned, like, pretty bad yesterday. She'll be fucking brown tomorrow. Like, it's... I don't really peel either. So, but I did want to say, so I, I actually had you print up this other one, Jess, because the algae What blue, other one? Because uh, the there are actual places you can swim you without can getting swim algae. You can swim in lakes without swallowing algae uh, in the state of Utah. I it, highly suggest. So there's Lake Powell. Um, lake Powell is, is, is down in southern Utah. It's a huge lake. It's You basically can go to Nevada, Arizona. Can't you? Why isn't like strawberry on here like starvation? I've never been to any of these places. Because I don't know if they're great places to swim. They're good for fishing. And like strawberry, I wouldn't probably swim. swim with the fishes. But strawberries, <laughs> like the banks of strawberry are really, really muddy, like gross, sticky mud. Like I probably wouldn't swim in strawberry. Bear Lake, Jets. So Flaming Gorge is number two on this list and I I gotta tell you I grew up at Flaming Gorge because I grew up in Green River, Wyoming it's like 20 minutes away from town and I used to jump off of 80 foot cliffs into that lake uh, all summer long when I was a kid I lo- and, and then I trained with the swim team in the summer and we would actually swim in the lake like for exercise for training I've never been to any of these places and now that I'm older I'm never going to get in the water at any of them because they're all too cold so I've never been down to Sand Hollow um, but apparently that's a decent reservoir um, Jordan L of course was just super popular and is like 20 minutes away from Salt Lake or 30 minutes away from Salt Lake um, too many damn boats up there for me the Great Salt Lake Who swim in the Great Salt Lake you can float I have you can float in it. Just yeah, get also stunted my growth. That also stunted your growth. <laughs> but but she did come that, home. And it, that and it gave her some high blood pressure. She came home with a mouthful of brain shrimp, though. So. But all my wounds were healed from the salt. <laughs> <laughs> don't go in there with an open cut. Uh, there's Pine View Reservoir. Yeah, don't shave your legs just before Be you Be careful. Pine View has like dead bodies and old cars at the bottom of it. Oh, yeah. Tons of them. <laughs> actually, tons of them. Uh, it really does. There's Deer Creek. Deer Creek is up by Strawberry, actually. Um, which, okay. So come. Coming home from Vernal, you pass Starvation, which is stunningly gorgeous. Yeah, it really is pretty. And then you pass Straw, and you pass Strawberry, and Strawberry like barely anybody on it. On when did I come home on Saturday? But when I passed Deer Creek, holy, that place was packed on Saturday. So, have you ever heard of the Caribbean of the Rockies? I've been there. Have you done heard that. it called the yes, Caribbean of the Rockies? I have. Who has yes. fucking called Bear Lake the Caribbean of the Rockies? That's what it's Rockies? called. It's because of the color of it. I've never heard it called that. So Bear Lake is, if you've never been to Bear Lake, you should really go. It is this crazy. I'm hoping I get to go this summer. Gorgeous, like beautiful blue water. Like, you know, it's, most lakes are green. 
Like just the way they are and what's in them and the way the light hits them, they're very green. Fair Lake's blue. Like it is unless there are storm clouds over it, then it's yeah. a really creepy gray. But it, but it is it is a really like beautiful like crystal kind of blue color. And the coolest thing about Bear Lake is there's sand beaches into a lake. In some places, not yeah. everywhere. Go to North if you go to North Beach, or down by the marina. It's like the, there it's like the closest thing to a sandy beach you're gonna get in the state of Utah, and it's technically in like Wyoming and Idaho. Yeah. Idaho, yeah. <clears throat> Kelly's property like is in the, Idaho. Like the tiniest little part of it is in Utah. Yeah, but it's still a really cool lake, and it's it's really totally worth going to, and it's a great lake for for swimming, for, for doing water sports. And there are like 12 different shake places. You can try all the raspberry shakes. Uh, yeah, all the raspberry shakes you want because they're really good. you can get scratchers. You can get scratchers. Yeah, if you go to Idaho or Wyoming. Kelly's property is in Idaho, so we can get like higher point liquor and scratchers. Well, again, that's why I always drove up through Evanston to go to Bear Lake and not Idaho, because you could stop in at the liquor store. I d- yes, but then you can't go to Beehive Grill in Logan and yes. eat the best gelato you've ever had. Well, I guess you can make a trip through Logan on the way back. No, you definitely can. So that's what I'm saying. We go through and get the on the way there. Green beans. And then come What's on the, the difference in time? Is about it's the same. Exactly. Oh my gosh! For Father's Day, we went to um, sushi, and their fried green beans were so good. At tsunami. When she says we went to sushi, she oh, meant yes, tsunami. tsunami. They had sushi there at tsunami. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, oh, okay. So I got to tell you about this place. It's in Lander, Wyoming. Since we're talking about burger joints. We talked about the burger joint in Heber at the end of the interview, um, or Camus, or wherever the fuck it is. I think Camus. It's all the same. No. Uh, we just talked about the place you like up in Logan and, and the shakes out at Bear Lake. So there's a place in Wyoming. It's Lander, Wyoming. They're keeping my dad overnight, by the way. Hopefully Again. he's okay. Hopefully he's okay. So there's a place called in Lander, Wyoming called the, the Dairy Farm, I think is what it's called. I can't remember. It's like an old barn, um, and it is. they make these things called cheese wheels. What they are is a hamburger patty with two slices of cheese dipped in beer batter and deep fat fried. Oh my god. The best that thing sounds ever. Sounds good. <laughs> it is fucking delicious. It's a bunless cheeseburger essentially. And it's amazing. They are so delicious. Hmm. Uh, and I used to remember. I, I used would, to remember. Yeah, I used to remember. No, when, we, when I was uh, when I would travel with our speech and debate team, and we'd go to Riverton or Lander because they're pretty close together uh, in Wind River Canyon. We'd always stop there. I would always get sick because I would order like six of them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just made me think of that all the burger. That's the stuff. Astro Burger in Pocatello. I ate a burger place in Vernal. It's not was- good though. <laughs> Pretty good. But I ate breakfast at this Betty's Diner, and it was amazing. Does anyone want to talk about anything else specifically? I, Besides I wanna, cool food? Let's talk about these scams. Can we talk about the scams? Because I think that's kind of cool. Scams are cool? So, Well, it's just an interesting story. So Utah, one, one thing that you may not know that we're known for is we're fucking suckers in the state of Utah. Utahns are, are uh, we have one of the highest rates of fraud. Uh, in the state from identity theft to just straight up like bilking people out of money. Um, so the FBI office that's based here in Salt Lake, um, where's the number that they gave? Oh, in 2010, the Salt Lake office of the FBI reported active fraud cases at that time totaled $1.4 billion in losses. That's just the state of Utah. That's insane. 
Like we are so trusting here. A lot of people think it's because because of the the religious and trusting communities that are here, um, and that's that's a large part of it. Like I, I remember talking to. Uh, so this is back in the time, like right after the bubble burst, the housing bubble burst, and they had like the federal government had all these programs with HARP where you could go and take classes on some different stuff, how to avoid scams. And I, listening to some of the people that were giving these courses, uh, and they they talked about it, like like that people were would scam on you know unknowing people walk into their house with a stack of papers and have them convince them to sign their house away for nothing. And they would lose the, the house, the property rights to the house, and it was all totally legal. Um, but uh, what crazy. they said was is, is that the, the people in New York, like, like FBI agents and, and inspectors in New York, would look at Utah to see what was going to come to New York scam-wise in the next two to three years. Like where we get our fashion a year behind, say, L.A., <laughs> everyone year, else... like 10 years. Yeah, but like everyone else is getting their scams from Utah. Utah is one of the first places that these scams hit, and they hit hard. So there was a, was a KSL... Yeah, KSL did um, some of the... the st- they said there are too many Ponzi schemes and large-scale frauds with Utah connections to name, but here are a few of the more prominent cases to date. So Jeremy Johnson out of St. George, so you probably have heard his name because he's been involved in all the crazy attorney general shit. But basically, he uh, offered a free CD-ROM on how to get grants and then charged a bunch of people over and over without their knowledge uh, to the tune of more than $275 million. Um, so he uh, he's still in prison, thank God. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> those are those, those are those. I remember all those infomercials. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Find grant money for your invention or find grant money for college or whatever, whatever. Yeah, just some bullshit CD that you paid a lot of money for, and then he kept charging accounts over and over and over again. Uh, so then there's, there's this one's big. So in 2011, uh, Kirk Branham Barton uh, was indicted for scam that basically preyed on old BYU alumni, uh, football alumni. It was a Ponzi scheme uh, and $50 million in uh, fraudulent uh like, what do you do with all that money? Uh, Jeremy Johnson bought boats and cars. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Did he sail around the world, though, with his boat? Uh, no. No, he got caught. He tried to offer it up to the attorney general. He got busted, and he got thrown in prison. Um, so uh, there's a lot of, like, like Ponzi schemes and, and uh, stuff like that. Um, it's this one. It's, it's not Todd Andrews one. Where's the other one? Okay, so the, the the last one on here, the Robert Holloway one. So he um, did some computer software commodity trading stuff, and uh, he orchestrated a $33 million Ponzi scheme and basically $15 million in losses. So do you guys know what a Ponzi scheme is? Do, am I making an assumption that our listeners know what a Ponzi Explain scheme is? Explain it. Probably because it's not a term that has been thrown around a lot in the last seven years. But I think in Utah, most people know. Maybe. <laughs> so there's also multi-level marketing or direct sales. That's actually why they're so, like, companies like um, yeah, New Balance or New Skin or... Not New Balance. Uh, those are shoes. Yeah, those are shoes. That's right. <laughs> but so New Skin or, yeah, like Young Living, they hate the term multi-level marketing. Because Ponzi schemes are very similar. So the way a Ponzi scheme works essentially is you take 
you get investment money, you get seed money from someone, and then you go out and get investment money from four more people and from four more people. And the dividends that you pay back to the early people is just taken out of the money that you take from the next group. And so you keep doing that until eventually you have hundreds, if not thousands of people that you have defrauded and the residual checks, like they're like, Oh cool. Like month one, I like, I know I made a $10,000 investment, but I've already gotten a thousand dollars back. Right. So clearly I'm going to start making money. And so for a couple of months they're making this money. And then all of a sudden the money kind of stops coming in because it gets so big that the dude running the Ponzi scheme can't really pay everyone dividends out. So he kind of keeps going until it collapses because he's just keeping all this money and he's like paying people down the line from investments, but there's no real product that ever comes out of it. So that's a Ponzi scheme. Uh, Bernie Madoff was, was one of the biggest ones, but in Utah, that shit, people just fucking fall for it all the time. And I, I they also fall like fall for the Nigerian princes and things like that. I too. don't understand it. Yeah, how do you fall for that? I know someone. And he actually sent me a chain letter thing about Facebook shutting down today. And I said, Sean, I'm calling him out. Yeah, you I totally said, are. I, I don't care. He's whatever. So he's my, he's like my aunt's best friend. I was like, Sean, this is not real. This is actually a, a, like spam. And Facebook's like doesn't, op- their business doesn't operate on like on principles like this. And he was like, oh, I'm just old. I don't know these things. And I'm like, well, that's why I'm telling you. So <laughs> stop sending this stuff. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> I don't know these things. So it's like with, with Bree's no, mom. No, he, he sent $500 to one of those people. Oh, God. Well, it's like Bree's mom. Like She's like, what do I do? She's like, I got this call from the IRS. I'm like, mom, delete it. It's it's fucking. But shouldn't scary. I spend the time to report it? Yeah, to she's the like, FBI? should I should I turn it into the FCC? I'm like, if right. you if you got time and you want to waste your time, go for it. But it's a spoofed number that they're never going to trace back, and no one's ever going to do anything with because there's nothing they can do because this shit is happening all the time now. Just delete it and do yourself a favor. I'm like, the IRS is never going to call you. Just like. Microsoft will never call you. We told that story, right? Yeah, yeah, we okay. did. I couldn't remember if we told so it, that story. Just, it, like, honestly, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you're smarter than to, to fall for these things. But if something sounds too good to be true, probably is. Or so horrible, and they just need a really quick bit, and it'll fix it all. That's probably a pretty big sign that uh, that's, that's not the case either. Bull crap as well, so... With us today is Sean Peterson, uh, founder and executive director of the Green Urban Lunchbox. How are you today, Sean? Good. Thanks for having me on. We're excited to have you. Are you related to Farmer Luke from Peterson Farms? I am not related to Farmer Luke from Peterson Farms. He's an Owen. Peterson is Ian. Yeah, he doesn't know how to spell it. Seems like a fairly fairly, fairly innocuous name, Peterson. So now the war starts. (laughs) Now the urban farming war can begin. (laughs) <laughs> Peter's son versus Peter's sin. Well, that's like Soren's son versus I'm Soren's I'm an S-E-N, so I think that's the correct spelling. Yeah. Well, so I wasn't. She's a cry. If, if she starts kicking you, you can punch her. I give you permission. <laughs> Whoa, this I is give you permission. She knows Taekwondo, and I there's do. nunchucks in the room next to her. That so. escalated quickly. Yeah, this has gone south really <laughs> quickly. <laughs> I'm done. You, you thought you were in for a podcast. <laughs> Little did you know. Huh? Uh, yeah, my wife has mad nunchuck skills. Do you have both guys' skills? Yep. Yep, she does. And she has just stick skills, too. It's a collie stick. <laughs> Did you hunt wolverines in Alaska beans. this summer? I lo- I was, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> 
So when they were you attacking my uncle, when you guys, when you guys, text, when you guys texted that, I, I, Chris was like, "That's from Napoleon Dynamite." I said, "So the first person that sends me Napoleon Dynamite, I'm going to say, is that a thing?" Because I knew I'm like, "You sons of bitches! Why do you guys always have to quote that stupid ass show? I hate that soul, that show from the bottom of my soul. I detest it. It's awesome. It's so good. I figured nobody needed to answer back because you two were next to each other, and he would answer. I wanted somebody to say it though, so, so I could be like, "Is that a thing?" I answered because you knew. You just knew deep down. Chris right. is like, "Jeremy just answered you." I'm trying to get my phone out of my pocket. <laughs> Uh, so enough about both staff skills. Uh, <laughs> so you run uh, the farms in Gangland, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right in the heart. It's See, like borderline. Since when is South Salt Lake Gangland? Uh, have you been to South Salt Lake? <laughs> I used to work in Sugar House. That is not South not Salt Lake. Salt Lake. But it's close. No. Nope. No, Clear across town. Like if Salt Lake has was going to take a shit and needed to wipe their ass, that's where South Salt Lake would be. Like it's the butthole of Salt Lake. <laughs> like what did I get if, myself If Glendale's into? the armpit of Salt Lake, then for sure South Salt Lake's got to be get, its butthole. I feel like I'm wading into dangerous political territory <laughs> <laughs> You don't even... You, Maybe you it's like even, the sweaty back knee. But I mean, South Salt Lake really is just a... It's a little tiny... Like, I don't know why it exists and it hasn't been, like, just swallowed up by something else. It's kind of like Midvale. Midvale's like four <laughs> city blocks along State Street with nothing but crappy, shady used car dealerships. I don't even know where Midvale starts. In, in it's like right around it's like 70 72nd to, like, like 80th. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not kidding. And then it goes from, like, 900 west to, like, 700 east. It's not very big. Uh, so, Sean, <laughs> besides uh, besides running Gangland, um, what, do you, what do you actually do? What is Green River Munchbox? Um, we consider ourselves a community food production agency. And that's like a fancy way of saying we that's use the community, community to grow food for the community. So... So describe that. You just like you come in on my backyard and steal my cabbage. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> um, we don't. We actually kind of shy away from cabbage, but lots of cherries. That's <laughs> probably good idea. That kind of stuff. So I'll tell you if you want. Right next door, there's a there's a, an apple tree. It's a that horrible apple is tree. taken care of like shit, but produces tons of fruit. And then like two more houses up, there's a cherry tree. Now, they're on the Park Strip, so in my opinion, that's like public that's domain. That's city land, right? So yeah, Park if, Strip's technically public domain. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you want to fucking take fruit out of there, just come back. Like cher Those cherries are getting close, like probably another week or two, and they're good to go. They look really nice right now. <laughs> Tried to get me to eat one, and they're like the size of a pea right now. I'm like, uh, no, thank <laughs> you. I'm going to go fucking pick those cherries and just hope I don't get worms. <laughs> oh, we've been picking tons of cherries. I bet. So. It's that time of year, right? So, so we actually do run a program that comes and picks fruit trees from people's yards. Not usually from the park strip while they're sleeping and things like that. But. <laughs> That's how you should. I mean, why not? They don't pick them out there. I can tell you for sure my neighbors don't pick anything off of that tree. Dude, did, oh, you, no. did you take meth before the podcast? No. Your neighbors don't even pick up anything off their lawn. That's true. Or their garage. You're, or my lawn when they open their fucking camper kinda, and all the shit falls you're out. You're kind of hyper. That's okay. It keeps the podcast going. We don't, we don't drone on, on on stupid things if I'm hyper. <laughs> Uh, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, stealing fruit out of people's lawns. Um, no, you get permission, though, to yeah, go pick yeah, fruit. Yeah, so we, one, of the, one of the programs we run is called our Fruit Share Program, 
And if you were your neighbor and you're like, I'm so sick of all these cherries all over my lawn, my kids drag them in the house, everything else, you'd register it and we'd come out and pick it. That's awesome. So we don't have to drive around and look for people's random trees because we have like 3,000 trees in the program. Wow. Uh, so do people generally take care of their trees and like do do like... like <laughs> I wish everybody could see his face right now. No. Well, because like Jeremy, Jeremy knows and he's, he's told us some things about fruit trees. Like you got to go out and thin it out. If you don't thin it out, then the fruit shit. Right. So like apples... My rule of thumb is you take the tip of your finger to the back of your palm and pick them that far apart. What that allows is the apples to grow big enough to actually be decent and worth yeah. eating. So we have like we're kind of different than a t- traditional nonprofit because our goal is to be 100 percent self-funded through fees for service um, and other like value added products we make. So like. We actually charge people to come out and care for the tree. So if you were sick of getting apples that were this size and wanted to get a big apple, we have like a service package that you buy for the whole year. And we come out and prune your tree and fertilize it. That's fucking awesome. uh, And do all of that, which is great for us because we get better fruit. Um, You get better fruit. Your tree is going to live like 20 years longer. So how does that that generally work like in terms of, so you guys go out and pick fruit off of a tree are you giving any of that fruit back to the owner or are you just like fuck you you signed it away it's ours <laughs> and like you have someone watching and you're like don't fucking don't take, take a grape I, <laughs> we saw that you guys took a peach you're gonna have to pay us for that now <laughs> those peaches are a dollar buddy yeah that's, that's $25 you owe us um, <laughs> no so the homeowner gets a third and whatever they pick before we get there as well um, and then we actually do most of the picking with volunteers so they take a third and then we take the rest. And to be honest, the homeowner never takes a third because who wants 250 yeah, pounds of pears? No oh, one. That's a lot. Of I pears. do. I love. I pears. would. So I don't think I could eat them fast enough, and I don't want to waste that time. Can them? I would try. I would give them to you for your wife. And, and I would can, can them. <laughs> I could can them now. I got that instant pot. There up you there. go. There you go. Done. <laughs> or just make pear sauce every day. Just eat mm, that straight like for a month. So if you have if you have mediocre apples, make applesauce. So so actually, like the bad apples, we don't mind either mm. because we make them into a value added product. So like anything that's not grocery store quality, we don't donate. Um, so like we give a ton of apples to Mountain West, and they make a hard cider with that's it. Right, that's we right. We fresh press a cider that we sell at events all over the valley. Um, we're doing this whiskey project with Water Pocket Fold Distillery Yay, where they're, yeah, they're putting apples in a whiskey. And so, like, it gets used um, rather than rotting on your lawn, even if it is kind of those shitty apples that are, you know, the size of a quarter. It's yeah. fine. I throw them all in a press and it's done. They're perfect for cider. Yeah. Yeah, they make a nice tart cider, too. Yeah. They're all crab apples at that point. And that's that's actually what, you know, Mountain West likes about the project. Like, we as an organization are all about, like, win, win, win. Everyone needs to win from the project. And so, like, you know, Mountain West's normal cider gets, you know, three to five varieties of apples in it. Ours has 20 to 30 varieties. And so it's a super complex flavor. Um, well, they're all local. Like, yeah, literally. They're all local. local. They <laughs> come from, you know, all over the valley. And it's just super... That's complex funny. flavor that's way better than you know a traditional cider that they can buy elsewhere and it's not going to taste the same every year that you guys do it no it, which is so cool the cool thing about it too is that we um wild distill it so or so we don't or wild ferment it sorry not distill it but so we don't add any yeast and so it's always really unique mm. oh nice nice 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back and do what Jeremy normally does. He's, <laughs> back he's, he's, Jeremy's back Jeremy's way more geeked out about farming than anyone I know. Um, except I like maybe farm. Farmer Luke. Like that dude was out of this world in terms of. <laughs> Have you ever met Farmer Luke? Oh yeah, he is. awesome. He's great. Awesome. So, anyway. but uh, so Jeremy likes to ask how you were conceived. <laughs> <laughs> and then I mean, if you if you want to skip that part, and we'll kinda, skip that part. We just want to look at like, what, did you grow up? Where were you born? Where are you from? So I'm from Camas. <laughs> up in Summit County. Um, super small town. Uh, my grandparents are dairy farmers up there. They still they still have a farm? Uh, my grand or my uncle runs alfalfa on the farm. They don't run cows anymore. How many nipples um, does a good cow have? I don't know. <laughs> that little guy right there. I, I hated... From Napoleon Dynamite. It's four. Just four? So you know, yeah. See, he doesn't so know to... I hated it. farming. I hated it. <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you do now? <laughs> Farm. I swore. So my dad runs as a general contractor, and as a kid, I had two choices. I could work on my grandfather's dairy farm, or I could go to work with my dad general contracting, or if I didn't go to work, I could stay home and weed a garden. And I swore that I would never do any of that shit ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and now I basically do today. that. I spent all day today weeding the garden. Um, you know, we, I, I consider myself a farmer now, um, but I, I hated it growing up. So what, like, so, so you, you grow up and you have one of three shitty jobs that you don't want to do. Um, you know, did you go to college? Did you graduate high school? I graduated high school. I made it that far. Um, I went to college a little bit and I dropped out to open a restaurant. Um, so my junior year, I knew that really shitty job I had to pick. And some friends of mine were working at a bakery in town. And I said, I've got to get a job there because I don't want to do any of this. Anymore. <laughs> and so I, I ended up in the food business. Um, I had like a mobile wood-fired pizza catering company. Yeah, that's a, a good reason to drop ice out cream of college, by the way, folks. Company. I opened a restaurant that I lost my shirt on. Um, I was really involved in food. Yeah, welcome to, by the way, to losing your shirt on a restaurant. Welcome to like 80% of people that try to open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, horrible. I, I opened a restaurant um, in 2007. Uh. Um, and so a pretty difficult yeah. business in maybe a difficult year. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> there were some things happening around yeah. that time. I don't know. It's a little weird in Salt Lake. You know, people didn't eat out a lot for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why. People didn't want to spend money. So how'd you go from, from you know, being in the, the restaurant world? Well, Camus. How'd you get out of Camus? Sorry, I back up slightly. <laughs> it's not hard to get out of Camus. I'm pretty sure you run as fast as you can as soon as you can. <laughs> was it these jobs? Is that what got you out of Camus? I used to drive or? through Camus all the time when I was well, a kid camping. I can stay in Camus after high school and, and, and milk cows or... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I just moved down here for work, different jobs. Just wanted to get out of Camas. Um, now I probably want to go back, but could never afford to. So, Funny how that goes. I know. <laughs> oh, it's suddenly expensive to live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Because everybody wants to now. Yeah. They didn't back then. No. Well, and someone bought all the land up before that, and so now they have all the land, and you got to buy it from them. So, but uh, okay, so, so you're in Salt Lake, yeah. You, you've got the restaurants uh, that you're you're involved what was, in. And, what was the restaurant it called? It's called Wooden House Pizza. It's a bad place to put a pizza oven in a wooden house. Yeah, it's very dangerous. <laughs> so. it turned out really poorly. <laughs> you get insurance money off of the back of it. <laughs> house burned down. They said, you knew this was coming. <laughs> it was in the name, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know. House is out of wood or all right. This house is made out of wood, mostly. But you don't have a real fireplace. I have gas stove, though. <laughs> Fireplaces are dumb, by the way. Anybody, Any homeowner that has a fireplace, you're an idiot. 
but that's oh my gosh dude you need to chill (laughs) (laughs) so how did you decide to get into green to do green urban lunchbox i mean that's a pretty it's a pretty far cry from a, a restaurant in a sense right yeah i mean so the restaurant went really poorly um i ended up homeless living in a car that was someone was trying to repo um <laughs> oh jeez it's hard to repo a primary residence yeah it is you know i'd like talk to the guy on the phone he'd be like i'm here to re- i need to repo your car and i'm like sorry i'm living in it you can't have it um, <laughs> And he, he didn't like it, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I just kind of like started all over, I guess. Um, was like, what am I going to do with my life? And during like kind of the final days of my restaurant career, I'd really started getting into like just food in general. I mean, I'm always really into food. I like to eat really good food. Um, and I just started thinking more about like, where does this food come from? Um, how's it grown? What's like the environmental impact of that? How does it affect how it tastes, how I feel after I eat it? So I just started caring more and more about food. Um, And then this is kind of taking a really long story and trying to shove it into a couple sound bites here. But I I ended up spending a year in the South Pacific on a sailboat um, and just... How, How did that happen? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, most okay, people we'll don't end up on a snowboat <laughs> in the South Pacific for a year. So like. after like everything went south and I, I started working again and just, you know, working jobs and making money, not really doing anything that was like what I wanted to do, um, but just needed to make money. I needed to pay some bills um, and get out of the restaurant mess. Um, and one of my lifelong goals was to learn to sail. And so I had nothing going on in my life to keep me from learning to sail. So one day I, we basically Wikipedia sailing, um, watched a couple YouTube videos and bought a sailboat on eBay. <laughs> Sweet. Um, Are you for real? Yeah. That's awesome. And, and so then we drove to California to see the sailboat that we'd bought on eBay. <laughs> she already uh, bought it. And yeah. Like, God, we better go look so at it. You say we, did you have a partner in crime? So there was three of us who went in on this boat, um, a, f- a friend of mine and then a, a guy that he, this is like super long story, but he just had randomly met this guy <laughs> traveling in Costa Rica at one point. Yeah, Craigslist too. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, like it was during the recession, right? Like, so... So you got it for like a hundred bucks. So boats were like super cheap. It's like I never could have afforded to do this had this timing not worked out. California, there's this huge, you know, unemployment's like twenty percent or something. They're like, like that. oh and shit, I'm gonna buy that dude's boat. He needs a sandwich today. Yeah, like nobody's <laughs> nobody's paying marina fees. Boats are being repossessed. It's like it's like worse than the house. I'll weed right? your garden for your boat. Um, yeah, like people are just like, I gotta get rid of this boat because. So this like a big sailboat with like a like a cabin sleeping four, or was it like so a cot underneath? The, the original boat we bought was way too small. Um, okay, it's so like a twenty nine foot sailboat that was basically like a cot underneath a sail. Um, we sold that boat after being in California like four months learning how to sail on it by just reading Okay, books. so you did like go out and try and sail on the <laughs> ocean yeah. yeah, Yeah, so we spent nine months, you know, watching YouTube videos and reading like literally sailing for dummies and all sorts of <laughs> sailing books and taught ourselves to sail and got a boat ready. And then we, so we crossed the Pacific as a 36-foot um, sailboat, 1969. Um, so like the one on What About Bob? Basically, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that, that boat's probably a little bit bigger, actually. That's probably <laughs> like 30, 40% bigger. It's, it was a really small boat. So what's it like being on a 36-foot boat with three dudes for a year? 
Well, one dude got off the boat after like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, like, did you like chuck him off at Catalina Island on the way out? Or So we got just <laughs> south of San Diego and he was like, we're going to die. I'm not doing this. I just met this girl. I'm going home. <laughs> So he just pulled over. All so right. he got off in Cabo um, and flew home, and then a couple different people jo- joined us. But it's so I, the guy that I was on with was this guy who my friend had randomly met. I didn't know. So him it was at your all. friend who ditched. Yeah. So you're with oh, this guy. No. So you're with the random Craigslist killer, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. I saw the knife in his pocket. We're we're done. You know, we we spent forty five days together in a space like the size of this room. So. Uh. I don't think I could spend 45 days with any of the people in this room, but, including Chris, just in a room. This not size. in a room this size. By, by the time we were done, we weren't really speaking. I mean, I, I don't know how you, like, don't you, just want to kill that person. You're just communicating with your eyes. Did you, like, read a lot of books or? Did you start calling him Wilson after a while? Wilson. Listen to a lot of books because you, you know, it's really hard to read because the boat's always moving. Um, and someone, like, on that boat, someone always has to be awake, right? Yeah, because you oh, yeah, can't just wander so, off course. Yeah, and so especially when there's just two of us, um, you're you're doing like six hour watches, and then you're sleeping for six hours, and you're up for six hours. So on passage, you're like pretty much exhausted the whole time. That's crazy. So where all did you sail? So we sailed down the coast of Mexico to the Galapagos Islands, and then across to the Marquesas, which is in French Polynesia, mm-hmm. um, and then to to Amotus, which are also in French Polynesia. Two places people have probably never heard of. Um, and then we went to like Bora Bora and Tahiti and all of those islands. And then we went to the Cook Islands and then we went to Niue. Holy when God. you do that, do you have to like have a passport and stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. You like check in and there's like boat documents. and it's, huh. Yeah, there's all kinds of shit you have to do to sell. And some of those places like Galapagos, they're super protected, right? Yeah, they're, they're pretty strict about the Galapagos. Um, you're only supposed to be there a certain amount of time. You're only supposed to go certain places. Yeah, there's certain islands that you can't even yeah, go to. Yeah, there's tons of islands you can't go to. There's only like three you can go to. Wow. Is there any pirates or anything like that? No, caught in a few storms. We... So the I mentioned the boat was a 1969 boat. It also had an original motor. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so the motor broke in Cabo, um, and we did the rest without a motor because we didn't have enough money to buy a new motor. Um, so true sailboat style. True sailboat style. Well, I mean, really, how long can you run the motor <laughs> when you're sailing well, that far? Well, what the motor is really helpful for is when you're like coming into port. Yeah. Um, being able to control yourself. Yeah. In. Or when there's no wind and you're coming into port. So when you were coming back, did you just, you're like, okay, we're in Tahiti, uh, sailing straight back to LA. No, we did. <laughs> the boat actually stayed in Tahiti. We were on our way to Australia. Um, so we didn't have a motor, as I mentioned, and then we broke the mast in Tahiti. Oh, so, so you kind of got stuck there and you're like, okay, yeah. time to fly back. Yep. Basically. So, so like, <laughs> you're, you're sailing for the better part of a year. You don't have a job while you're sailing for the better part of a year. I mean, you have some finite money supply. Like, how do you afford to They're fishing back? over the side of the boat. <laughs> we sold the boat. Yeah. But that was enough that to... That was basically enough to get two tickets back. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. <laughs> That's insane. Like, what would you have done if you were just stuck there with a boat that was worth 100 bucks? Um... I probably could have found work on a boat. Like, I was actually offered a job to take a boat to Panama from there, um... But Got you I back to the continent, like, at least. I was like, well, they also, you know, that's like a 70-foot, like, luxury yacht, yeah. you know, and I'm getting paid, I'd get paid really well to be on it, and then they'd fly me wherever I wanted to go afterwards, but I was like, I am done. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been there and done that for a year. Yeah, it's like, I, I can't do another three months on this boat. You know, I hear Carnival's hiring. 
Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I could have got on a carnival cruise that pays great, a couple of bucks a day. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and they only charge you a dollar fifty of those couple bucks to live on the ship during the day. We're, so going, we're going on a cruise. Like, what did August you eat? Time. I know this sounds weird, but like, what did you? Did you literally fish off the side of the boat? Or I mean, we fish, but you're in the middle of the open ocean, so there's not a lot of small fish out there. Yeah, like fishing uh, in the middle of the ocean isn't really a thing. No, so I mean, basically, you're eating. It's like you're camping. Eating canned goods and you're eating dried goods. So you stop every so many days. Yeah, I mean, well, we stop at ports all the time. You know, like we, like we were gone eleven months, and probably only two of those were under sail. I've never done the math to see what it was, but um, wow. the rest you're at an island. Like, like it's awesome when you're at an island. You're in these gorgeous places that are super expensive to go to or stay, and you're basically staying there for free. Yeah, that's awesome. That's freaking unbelievable. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Okay, so you get done with your sailing adventure. Your, your sail about is over, and then, then did you what? get cabin fever? <laughs> <laughs> there was was there a cabin on the other boat that you had? At yeah, least? there's a little okay. cabin. So like the inside the area was really like the size of this room. <laughs> So what did you do after your sail? Yeah, so you get so back. You, get, you fly did back. You, did you come back to Utah? So I flew back to Utah. Um, is your mom like, where you been? <laughs> Where'd your Craigslist friend fly? Did he go to like <laughs> Jamaica or California? <laughs> he went to Africa. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm just wondering, because I mean, this is a random strange dude. Do you get to know him real well? Is he a good friend now? Uh, like we got to know each other real well. We're not like really in contact now. He lives in New York. Yeah. I mean, you, you sell someone for a year. You probably don't like him anymore. I mean, yeah, when we, <laughs> when we parted ways, we really weren't talking. Like, we weren't that great of friends because um, we'd spent a year in a really confined space with each other. And <laughs> every so annoying thing that any human does had become really annoying. By the way, that is a prime reason why you should always live with a person before you get married. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, then you find out if you want to kill them or or spend a year on a boat. You'll never get married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good way to end it's a easier to hide the body though in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> if you just chop it up along the way and drop little pieces in the water you'll be fine no way if you're in the middle of the Pacific just, just throw it. it over no that shit will float up to shore somewhere but if you throw pieces they'll get eaten up by fish <laughs> somewhere maybe um, guys, Antarctica we're going on a cruise in August if I don't come back <laughs> Chris cut me up and dropped me in little pieces yeah, along threw, the coast threw of Mexico off the back of the ship so the propeller like kicked her out further mm. <laughs> if there's All a right. trail of sharks this is really off topic so <laughs> back to Utah and is there a motorcycle trip in there somewhere that was before we better skip that we'll never get to oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never get to farming he says um, yeah so so I came back to Utah I, I had a chance like on that trip to really look at people's food cultures um, see like really intact food systems see systems that were a mess and, and start to think about like I think food's really cool because it has like this power to connect people. Uh, you think about like all our traditions, it connects us to our heritage. It connects us to friends, it connects us to our community. Um, and I got to see where food was doing that in the world and where it wasn't. And then realizing that it really doesn't do that here. Um, and so I knew I wanted to do something in the food space, but I didn't want to be in the restaurant business anymore. Um, and I saw a Ted talk that there's a guy in New York. He runs a project called truck farm where he puts gardens in the back of pickup trucks. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but I just returned from sailing. I didn't have any money. 
Um, Where are you going to get a pickup truck? I didn't have a pickup truck. (laughs) Turns out pickup trucks are kind of expensive. (laughs) Um, And so me and a few friends started brainstorming like creative places to put a garden. I was, you know, crashing on my friend's couch. He lived in an apartment building. Um, Like there was no place for us to grow food. I really wanted to do some like food production and see what it was like. Um, And so we brainstormed a ton of stuff and we were riding tracks one day past the junkyard and there's a bunch of school buses in it. And I was like, oh, that would be a really cool place for a garden. Um, turns out school buses are super cheap. Nobody <laughs> wants them. Um, yeah, hippies died. Most of the hippies are dead. Yeah, so I mean, and there's a lot of school buses and only a few hippies left. So yeah. what do the rest go to? Well, yeah, they go to the school bus graveyard. They so, make them into houses now. So like we no, bu- the hippies are dead. No, new people are making them into into houses. Now. Oh god, the hipsters have a hold of them. The tiny houses. <laughs> yeah, I probably couldn't afford a school bus now. They're too hip. Um, <laughs> but at the time, you know, like we bought a school bus with like seventeen thousand miles on it for like seven seventeen thousand seventeen thousand miles. I mean, I guess they don't really drive that far. No, they, 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 they don't. They, they never. <laughs> well, and really usually in neighborhoods close to the school. It's like the little old lady that only drove her car to church and back. Exactly. So how much did you pay? How big was it? Like a full size bus? So full size, thirty six foot school bus. Okay. Um, and how much did you pay for seventeen? I, I can't remember if we paid sixteen or seventeen thousand dollars. Holy shit! Wow. Or hundred dollars. I mean, not thousand. Oh wow. That's what you get. Get <laughs> your kids looking for a new vehicle. Fuck oh yeah, yeah. Sean needs a Sean new car. We're buying her a bus. It's super safe. I mean, <laughs> she can wipe you out hit anything. I mean, your insurance is going to go up a lot. <laughs> she might have to get a CDL. I don't know if she can pass that. I mean, so have have if we take out all the seats, so that's the trick. If you take out the seats, you don't have to yeah. have a CDL. Yeah, because you're not you're not transporting anybody. Are you yeah. fucking for real? You can drive yeah. a 36 foot yeah. bus mm-hmm. without a CDL. Get, get, get well, your kid the short bus. Well, think of all these people who are driving like motorhomes right like that's true i guess like they're, they're huge they're they're not having cdls that's true that's true so we actually took out all the seats in idaho so we didn't get pulled over um driving it back so we're like oh no it doesn't seat more than 16 people wait 16 is the, the yeah, yeah so like a, a, like a car <laughs> like a cargo van passenger van so you could fucking put in like row seats along the sides and have like 16 seat belts and be like yeah that's all that we can fit all it does yeah 16 people I get a short bus because then everybody gets to ride in the okay thing. so I have not seen this bus so you take out all the seats <laughs> I've seen this bus is it like an ice cream truck so it <clears throat> sort of is a little bit like so now we've cut out the top we have a greenhouse in the front it's gone through a ton of renditions over the last seven years um Currently, the front half's a greenhouse and the back half's a market. So, like, has a stage door kind of think about on the side that folds down and a big, like, market stand on the back. And it serves as, like, a mobile greenhouse and mobile farmer's market. Wow. So you go I've s- seen it. I've so seen you, it driving you around. pull up to my neighbor's house. You steal all the cherries off the tree, <laughs> all the apples off of the tree next to it. And then you drive across 5600 West into West Valley and sell them there. Yep, basically. <laughs> that's so cool. Damn, that's a good idea. That's an awesome. That's an awesome business plan. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make a lot of money. But, um, <laughs> well, you're not. No, like it's, yeah, it, so. but it's cool. Like, no, it is. It's a cool There's way of no taking waste. like these neglected resources, right? Like right? all this stuff in our community that just goes to waste. Yeah, I just like. I'm like I'm not even kidding. The the, the apples just it's dropped. just a nuisance. Yeah, no, and that's that's the case everywhere. Like any neighborhood I drive into now, I see like dozens of trees. And they just rot. 
Um, you know, so we do a ton of food distribution. We do uh, three farmers markets at senior centers that are free. We do a nice. farmers market at IHC Cancer Center every week that's free, and then we do four low cost markets in Glendale. Um, where so the, the armpit, as I was referring to, as you referred to as the armpit. <laughs> um, so yeah, we make we so we all that food goes somewhere, and then there's tons that doesn't go there, and that goes you know food bank, rescue mission, all these places. That's you know, so freaking you know, awesome. Thousands and millions actually of calories of food that would have rotted on someone's lawn instead is being eaten by someone. And annoyed them to boot. Yeah, no, it's it's horrible, right? If you're a homeowner and you have an apricot tree, that thing's going to drop. 500 pounds of apricots in your yard. You hope. And your dog will eat one, and then you'll have to have surgery that's on your peach, dog. Peaches. That's oh, the peach peaches. The peach, so. I'm pretty sure an apricot pit would do the same damn thing. Probably. I don't yeah. think your wiener dog could shit that out either. No, no I, I don't think so. Like, this is like, so it's a huge nuisance, right? Or your dog eats it and gets sick and yeah, throws up all over his, your lawn. His dog, almost his dog had yeah. to have surgery because he ate, he ate a peach. Or your, or your kids <laughs> walk out, and it, you know, it's a mess. And instead, it could be feeding people. Like, why, why waste that? Like, we waste uh, between 25 and 50% of the food we grow in the world. So, uh, and I bet it's even worse in America. Well, America's right on track, actually. We waste it for different reasons here. You know, like in other countries, it wastes for spoilage. Here, it wastes because it's ugly or, or we let it rot in our backyard. Yeah, it's, it's cr- so I saw, uh, I saw this was a couple years ago. Is it an Adam Rose? Maybe it was like, no, maybe it would have been like four or five years ago. So Food Network actually did this special. <gasps> oh, that's right. They had a couple of chefs, um, but they were, they, they were concerned with how much waste there is in, in food in America and in particular, like grocery stores, like the shit they throw away just because it's not good enough to sell because it's not pretty it's got a bruise on the back side of an onion like but if who, you're gonna chop up the onion who cares yeah and and uh so they did the special talking about that and where that food actually goes and making dishes like like top top shelf dishes out of you know throwing away food basically well and that's something we do right we sell to restaurants that help fund our mission they make you know, amazing top end stuff you know whether it's pastries or you know a, a dish at a restaurant that they're selling for a premium dollar of stuff that would have rotted. That's so cool. Who do, you, cool. who do you guys partner with? So we partner with the Pago Group. So they make pies out of a bunch of stuff. We partner with the Rose Establishment. Nice. Um, we partner with Lizzie's. We partner with Water Pocket Fold, uh, Fisher, uh, Red Rock. Wow. Um, we partner with Mountain West. I'm... O-Town Kitchen up in Ogden. So they buy um, produce from you. I'm a, or, or how does that work? So it's two different ways. Some of them just buy stuff at us as for part of our fundraising. Others do like a, like a Bitters Lab. Bitters Lab does an yeah. apricot bitter that comes off of our apricots. They're doing oh. a mulberry bitter this fall that comes from mulberries that we harvest. And do they give that away to the poor? And what, yeah, they, no. they get the bitters. Uh, no, they're expensive. I have some upstairs I'm kidding. from, I'm kidding. from so, that, that group. So oh, is that but, the group you got yours from? That's but awesome. what she does is she, her and Mountain West, they both give us a portion of sales. So it just depends on the, the you know, like we did a beer last year with Red Rock and they gave us everything. Um, oh, wow. That's so damn cool. So, so it's all an awesome way for us to fundraise, um, get our supporters out to get something awesome. While instead of us calling you up all the time and saying, hey, give us $10, give us $10, we say, hey, go buy some cider or go have a, you know, pastry like Zest or Lee Madeline. 
mm-hmm. um, both of those so, are other partners. And hey, none of the food went to waste. So, so fruit trees are fruit trees are kind of easy to to understand how that stuff works and how all the fruit fruit rots because it's just too much for most people. Yeah. But what about other types of food? I mean, you talk about weeding a garden. Um, what about actual gardens? Do people actually plant gardens and they're like, ah, fuck, this is too much work. Come over here and do this for me. So that does happen. We don't do that though. Um, we we helped an organization launch a couple years ago that's called uh, Garden Share, and they have like collection points all over. So if you're like, oh, I have way too many zucchinis, which everyone will. Yeah, I was um, gonna say that is that is like they just the keep coming. Or too many tomatoes or whatever. There's just, like drop off points in neighborhoods, and then that neighbors agreed to take it to a food bank or somewhere. We do gardens, but ours are all in low-income seniors' backyards, so that's our oldest program. Oh, that's cool. So you just help out old folks with their own home garden? Yeah, so when we started driving this bus around, um, the first year some seniors kept coming to us, and they're like, hey, you should do a garden in our yard. And we, I didn't really like have a vision when I started this bus. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to start this big nonprofit, and I'm going to work in a nonprofit. I just... Wanted something to do because I was bored. Um, well, I mean, you'd sailed for a year and you motorbiked around the country in South America, so why not? So, yeah, I wanted to do just something creative. I'm a pretty creative person. I like projects. I, I don't like downtime. Um, and so I just thought, I'll do this on the side. It'll become a fun project. I'll connect people with, you know, people like Farmer Luke or, or you know, Watson's Community Gardens or all these other organizations. And we soon just found these big holes in the system where people you know, like seniors were coming to us all the time. And they're like, hey, I live over on the west side. My yard's like, you know, 77 acres and I can't take care of it anymore. Um, you know, either my spouse has died or I fell in the garden and no one wants me back there anymore or I just can't do it. And they say, you know, connect us to someone. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, it's super easy. I'll connect you. There's got to be someone out there doing it. And I made the mistake of giving this one very persistent woman my phone number. Uh, <laughs> and she called me like a couple times a week. Like, hey, did you find someone? Did you find someone? And I was like, no, no. And and then I was like, well, I'm just living on this guy's couch. I, I don't have a place to garden. I might as well go do it. And so I started gardening for this woman, Fran. And super cool. Like her grandkids would come out and garden with me. We grew so much food. She'd like have me over for barbecues. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Maybe I'm onto something. So, like, that launched that program. So, we have, like, we have 28 of those gardens around Salt Lake. That's crazy. Um, And every one of them's paired with a garden apprentice who learns how to organic garden by working in this garden. Oh, that's awesome. And, like, so, and these seniors and the apprentices become friends. Like, these are people who would never interact. And, like, they go to concerts together. They go to, like, birthday parties. They they are, like, part of each other's lives. That's why the Red Butte Concert Series exists. <laughs> yeah. So seniors can go. It's that, that right there, bringing seniors and young gardeners together. <laughs> I was trying to figure out why that, that concert series exists. Now I know. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome, right? Like here's this whole connection and then the produce that gets extra because there is a ton of extra goes to the free senior center markets and the seniors love that. Like, right. They're valued in the community. All of a sudden they like share their gardening knowledge. Oh, this came from Nancy's house. I like her tomatoes. Yeah. yeah now, that, now they're, they're cooler at the senior center. It ups their street cred a little bit. Yeah. They're like, now that bitch can get a bingo and I'm not going to be upset. Seniors with street cred. <laughs> you this, can, okay, you so can so sell this, shirts that say that. Is, That's a good idea. Is this where the garden like gang wars comes into play? Is these senior <laughs> citizens like. Yeah. Because Nancy is mad at Merle. And, uh, yeah. Her tomatoes are prettier. And Merle 
Bill's got okra though. Nancy, that that dumb bitch ain't got no okra. <laughs> it's it's serious, you know. <laughs> serious. So do they choose what they're gonna grow? Do you help them with that or no? It's we grow garden. it all, but they say like, "Hey, this is what I like to eat," and then the apprentices say, "Hey, this is what I like to eat," and then we grow it. So do you provide seeds? We do everything. We do. We provide the seeds. We provide drip irrigation. We haul in compost. Wow. Um, Some of the gardens, a lot of them we stay at year after year. Like some of them we've been in like six years now. Do you guys make your own compost? Do you compost your own stuff? We make our own compost, but we use like... 97 yards of compost last year. Oh, Jesus. Wow. So we, I doubt you produce that much. We don't compost. produce that much. No. <laughs> There's only so many apples. So, yeah, we, we probably produced like five yards last year or something like that. That's still a lot, though. Five well, yards of compost. We, For those of you that don't know how big that is, that's a lot of damn compost. Yeah, but we... So, like, all those, like, really damaged stuff that we can't even make cider out of, something has to happen to it. So, compost. either it goes to my chickens or it goes composted. Shut Jeremy up. I was there. just going to say, that yeah. sounds like Jeremy. Yep, my chickens. So, like, when the zucchini get too big and they're no good, the yep. chickens love them. Yep, I have about 50 chickens, so. You got me beat. I've only got about 16. How do you, how do you, how do you find time <laughs> to, like, bigger than yours. do all this? And, and what's more, what do you do in the wintertime? You know, I get that question all the time. <laughs> I am incredibly busy in the winter. Um, my, my job mostly now is... I'm in the gardens a few days a week, but usually teaching because we run a farmer training program. Um, And I do the same thing in the winter, except for I don't garden. I fundraise. I work with partners. I work on programming. And our winter is super short because we start pruning fruit trees in January and we don't stop gardening until usually Thanksgiving. So are you guys concerned about the fruit harvest with the crazy, like, non-winter winter we had? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the last two years have been nuts with fruit harvest. Um, we're doing okay, though. Like, cherries are, there's so many cherries I'm out there so right excited. now. I'm so excited. I love cherries. And we're apricots, a lot of them froze, but there's a lot of apricots. There's more than we can ever get to. So that's kind of nice. Um, that's going to be okay. I that time of year though, like early spring, I was like, I'm super stressed. My wife's like, just stop worrying about. She's like, you can't. Freeze. She's like, you can't fucking change anything. I know, and I'm just if like, if it's gonna do it, it's I'm gonna like do looking it. Looking at the weather like 27 times, like, oh, if it drops one more degree, we're gonna lose all the cherries. <laughs> <laughs> and it's over. She's like, do you want me She's out there like, with a hairdryer? Go to bed. <laughs> so did you meet your wife in Tahiti? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what area do you are do you guys just with your senior program service the Salt Lake area? Um, I drove by a couple gardens. We have some gardens in Taylorsville. The and my way out here, it's like oh, if I turn there, I'll be to that garden. Um, we we're we trying to get gardens in every city in Salt Lake. Um, it's it's the only one of our pro- we have an idea next year we're going to launch for some self funding, but it's the only one of my programs right now that doesn't have self funding and. It's expensive, so sometimes it's hard to put them there. We have a wait list of like twenty people that want gardens wow. in our yard. So, so That's when you provide lot. all the stuff, do they pay you for it, or the- they don't? Like most of the seniors that we garden for <clears throat> cannot afford to maintain the space and cannot maintain it themselves. So it's uh, part of your program is to help. So yeah. you bring in the they pay the water um, from their house. From their house, yeah. And usually, if if we pull up lawn, it's their bill usually goes down a little bit. If it was waist-high weeds that they never watered, their bill's obviously going to go up quite a bit. Right. But you'll bring in the compost. and Do you do raised beds? We don't do raised beds. It's all in-ground stuff. Just in-ground. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly because we don't 
know how long we're going to be in the yard. You know, sure. they could decide to kick us out the next year. Um, now you did all that work and raise right, raise beds. Yeah, so just bring a tiller on back to the backyard, and we don't till. Actually, we we do this intensive. We're really into space intensive gardening, so we're trying to get the maximum growth out of there as possible. So we we till at a last resort, but usually we do something called broad forking or double digging, which are both super time consuming we we use a ton of volunteers though you know like 700 people volunteered with us last year Whoa. um we'll awesome. probably break a thousand this year if maybe closer to 1200 um we've had a ton of volunteers already so all those garden installs are done with like a group so, so they're out there with shovels yeah they're out there with shovels and you know we may get 20 people from like ebay over there to oh like for a, a corporate that's yeah. volunteer day that's how that's how i do my garden I don't get a tiller. Yeah, he just turns it you over. You just call eBay? No. Yeah. <laughs> just call eBay. See if some corporate volunteers want to come over. The, the current but pirate comes down. You guys are offering something great to the seniors because that's been part of their life for as long as they know. And so to be able to maintain that, it gives some sense of normalcy and, and aging, if that makes sense. And they get sense. to talk to humans because a lot of them probably yeah. don't talk yeah, to Yeah, they don't often. get, no one comes to their yard, you know? And so like this, like it's super cool because it does, it connects them. They're like, I remember growing tomatoes with my kids or like mm-hmm. we garden for this woman who's lived in the same house since she was born she's probably oh, in her 90s God. her father mm-hmm. did a garden back in the space that we did a garden his whole life now we're doing a garden back there like like it's this huge connection with her to like everything that's so cool and they get to stay in their homes longer right because they no longer have to worry about maintaining this huge backyard that stress them out and seniors hate waste like so many of them are like i just hated the space going to waste well and now they're not alone anymore so you know that they still have a a level of independence now because there's somebody that's coming over regularly enough that they can be on their own for a little longer i would tend to think yeah definitely so do you guys do you guys offer hospice care? <laughs> it's, it's our next project. <laughs> so so beyond seniors, who else do you work with? So we do a farmer training program too. That's probably the last thing I haven't talked about. This has probably been the most unconnected I've ever talked about what we do. <laughs> Welcome to the New Utah Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we work with people who want to start farms, small scale, space intensive farmers. We envision that these. Farmers will go on to farm anywhere from like half an acre to five acres. And five acres is on the way huge end for the type of farming. If you're urban farming and doing it all by yourself, five acres. And and it's all really manual, really intense way of farming. We farm an acre and a half out on our farm in South Salt Lake. Um, And, you know, it takes a ton of man hours. We have, you know, all our farm apprentices do, we have four of them. They do 10 hours a week out there. We have... Uh, these people who do a short-term internship that's like a 10-week internship and they do five hours a week out there and there was eight of them in the last cohort um and i have a couple staff that are out there um it's super intensive way of growing food it requires so much maintenance do you guys still have your space in layton so we do still lease this piece of property in Layton that's owned by UDOT, um, but we just rented out to some other farmers. There's a, some farmers up there who run a seed farm. Um, there's a guy growing berries up there. There's another guy who's a big vegetable grower up there who grows up there. And what no, kind of orchard is it? It's an apricot and an apple orchard. So we still pick the fruit, but this is the last year of that orchard. It's 
going to be right, you, plowed under when uh, they do that Highway 89 expansion up there. Sucks. How do you, so what do you guys do? Because you guys do a lot of pruning, right, of fruit trees? Yeah. What do you guys do with all the wood? We chip it and put it in our orchard. We have an orchard in South Salt Lake. So. That's awesome. I love that nothing. You want to smoke it? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> that is the best. I know a couple of barbecue joints between Provo and Ogden that they go to some of the local orchards, and that's where they get all yeah, the wood. Yeah, we tried to sell some of it early in our existence because I'm always looking for like ways that we can make money, yeah. right? Because I, don't, I hate grants. just hate the process of it. No offense to any of our funders out it's there. It's awesome free money, but it is a bitch it's to a get. Long process. Yeah, it's a long process, and it doesn't give you a lot of control over what happens in your operation. I, I really want to just solve problems and be able to be creative when I solve them. And grants don't let me do that all the time. So, yeah, I would totally buy. Fresh so chip this property, you, you own it or it's just part of the organization or both? We don't own any property as an organization. We just lease. So like there's property in South Salt Lake we're leasing from uh, the county. Um, they have these properties that are available that they're trying to keep in urban farming. And so we lease them. That's amazing. That's really they cool. charge you a lot or is it? It's, it's incredibly cheap. Because they, they want it to be, be in the community. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice it's a nice way for them to claim green space too. It's the win 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 situation he's talking exactly. about. Exactly. Well, and now you brought it back to that point you were making where as you traveled the communities were connected through food and you didn't see that here and now you've kind of brought that here. Yeah, I mean, so for me, like I I really believe that food can taste good, that it can be good for us, that it can be good for the earth, and that it it can bring us together as a community. You think about like the way we eat now, you know, like we, we, we don't connect like, like food connects us and we don't let food connect us right now. We're just like, Oh, I'm going to grab this hamburger yeah, out of McDonald's. I don't know where it came from. I don't even well, realize I'm eating it. Even beyond that, like you think about it, we go to a drive up, we, we, we get a hamburger out of a fast food drive through window not having a meal with someone so like even just sitting down and having a meal with someone and having a conversation is a huge thing yeah you know you're connecting around food right yeah not eating it alone um and you know so like all these people connect around food in our organization all the you know we host 40 harvest events a week and all of them three to five total strangers are picking fruit together for three hours they're talking about what they're going to do with that fruit you know or they're connecting in the seniors program It, it all is connecting people and they're and it's probably the best apricot they've ever had. Like, like I can't eat like store-bought California apricots because they're picked green, right? There's no flavor. It's just like a store-bought tomato. Like, it, it's like different. waxy apples. Yeah, like waxy, just gross apples. And instead, like here they're eating really, really awesome food, which I think is a really important part of food is it should be really tasty. That is true. Like even growing the experiment I did last year, growing my first garden, the cucumbers that I grew, like the comparison to the shit you buy at the grocery store. Well, and and you grow whatever, take let's say cucumber, you grow it, you pick it, Two, three, four, five, seven days later, it's still on the counter. It's still a it's cucumber. St- it's not molded it's and still, rotten. It's still, still fresher than what you bought at the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like you pick, like I, I, it was insane to me. So picking cucumbers, and I don't really like cucumbers. I don't really eat them. But, I do. But Bree loves them. But I pick a cucumber out of the garden. You know, wash it off, cut it up, and and put it in her lunch. And then I get a cucumber from the grocery store, especially in the winter. And, and it's, it's just like two days, and like, man, it's and like it, mushy. It, yeah, it just yeah. feels mushy, like at the grocery store. I'm like, oh, these aren't any fucking good. Even in the middle of the summer, these aren't any good. I'm like, the ones at home are so firm and crisp, and just it's it's insane how different they are. 
I just like the pride of knowing I'm eating something I grew. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't, I don't give a shit about that. Like, because to me, and my lettuce bowl, and I'm like, this all grew in my garden. That's that's too much. That's a lot of work to me. Like, I'm really kind of pissed though, because I put, I didn't know which ones were zucchini and which ones were cucumber, because they look fucking identical <laughs> when they're like babies, and I grow them from seeds, and so then I go transplant them into the garden, and I'm like, okay, hopefully the zucchini's in the back, because I want the cucumbers to get shitloads of sun, because they just did so well last year. Yeah, no. <laughs> Got it mixed up. He, he, well, he labeled them with, like, a little sheet instead of, like, little sticks. Yeah. I've done this where I, but we, you know, are growing hundreds of starts, and then I'm like, Shit, I don't know what any of yeah, them are. And now that they now that they've gotten bigger, I'm like, ah oh, fuck, those are the zucchini. They're up front. Great. <laughs> like, like I can tell now. Those are gonna bigger. do really well. I'm gonna get a yep. lot of zucchini. Oh my god, I got to, well, the one one zucchini plant produced like five thousand zucchini for me last year. So the great thing is is though we sent our daughter off to college and she moved in with her roommates and we gave them like five loaves of zucchini bread and they were so ecstatic. Well this year we have two daughters going to college so we could get rid of ten loaves of zucchini bread. There you go. Well the worst thing about zucchini is you you miss it for a day it's all they're, over. They're fucking ten feet long. And you can't even it. carry it in the house. You have to no. it up in the yard. <laughs> I like, I like, like take a big old like I've got these claws for shredding meat. I just shove them in there and like throw it over my shoulder. <laughs> Firemen's carry like, the zucchini in. Our chickens will down one of those monster zucchinis in like two and a half minutes. For those of you that it's don't gone. know, Jeremy just made like a yard worth of zucchini out of big his own monster one. That's insane. Chickens will down. It really is so fast. It, it, it really is unbelievably better coming out of your own garden. All of it. And and I hate gardening. Like I I, I got to go pull weeds. Out yes, of you it. do. I hate weeding. Yeah. I you know I, I don't like weeding. I, it's not like the thing I like doing. I but I do like eating really good food. I like growing really good food, and I like bringing people together around that food. That's why I get people from eBay to eat. <laughs> so so in your own personal garden, do you have your own personal garden? My wife has a couple of garden boxes out front. And then so what, what do you grow in your own personal garden? I don't have any control over what gets grown in the garden. I'm not actually even allowed to give advice on it, the garden. It's her garden. Um, it's her garden, um, but she's growing kale and lettuce and peppers and tomatoes. So my daughter's school, Juan uh, Diego, they do a senior service program every year and they they do stuff like that where so for a week the kids instead of going to school they go to their job and they do stuff like this i think this would be a great you know because it's in january so it's going to be at a time when you know you're doing kind of some of that that you know pruning kind of stuff like this would be great for community service projects for kids to go out and and connect with their community and really see what's going on and learn that Food doesn't just come in a box or, you know, in a in a bag on a shelf in the store because my kids thought that for a long time because I never cooked. But Chris came along and he cooked. Oh, my God. Did, did any of you watch that? Was it Jamie Oliver that did the, the food stuff yeah. in the U.S.? The Naked Chef. And, like, he's in classrooms with kids and he's like, what's this? And he holds up a tomato and they don't fucking know what it is. No, no idea. And, but the crazy thing to me, the, the most enlightening thing to me is he was showing them how to make chicken nuggets. Like, <laughs> like the, the pink slime off of the chicken as he, as he butchers a whole chicken and he just pushes all that to the side and he's like pulling all the shit off of it, mixing it with like, you know, cornmeal and, and flour and egg and makes chicken nuggets. And the kids are all like, yeah, these are good. And they just start eating them. Like, this is delicious. 
And to be fair, they probably were like some of the best damn chicken nuggets ever. Yeah. But still, to see where they come from, and they're grossed out, and then once they're done, they're just like, yeah, that's good. We're going to eat that. That's just weird. It's telling how few kids know what, what food looks like and where it comes from. Well, even how few of us adults even know, like, the difference between good food and bad food. You know, if all you ever eat is shit, you never know that, like, whoa, tomatoes don't taste like cardboard all the time or, like... You know, we, we all the time, people in like their 20s and 30s who are like, oh, I, I do like apricots or I do like peaches. I just didn't know only it. had really shitty ones my whole life. And now I'm like, oh, this, this beat is good. You have a good one. And it's like, oh, that changes everything. Yeah. And then there's always people like I had a friend uh, that didn't know you could make orange juice from concentrate. They thought it just came out of bottles at the grocery store. <laughs> or that you can make it from oranges, yeah, from right? oranges. So we, so we, we share from our garden a lot because we, we have half an acre. I don't garden that much of it, but I have a fairly sizable garden. I think garden's like a third of it. And, but we yeah. share it with people and neighbors. And Anyway, we, I remember a couple years ago, we gave one of my neighbors a couple doors down a butternut squash, and she was like, this is really awesome. What is it? What's about a nut squash? <laughs> and what do you do with yeah. it? <laughs> well, you cook it. It's delicious. But people, they, no idea, not a clue. To me, that's strange, but most people, I, well, it's I like, guess. It's like peas. Like, Well, that's why I love going to the farmer's market. And oh, those peas were so You good. can't get peas better than ones that are picked like the day before that morning. No. They're just amazing. They were so yummy, and you bite into them, and they burst in your mouth. Oh, it was so yummy. And now I want peas again. She doesn't like peas. I have some. I like peas. I have some of those frozen. Well, that's the difference is if you have something real, it totally changes. It's like tomatoes. I can't, I hate store-bought tomatoes. Uh, I can't remember the last time I bought Tomatoes tomato. are disgusting. But a tomato out of my garden? Whole different story. I love them. No, uh, still like disgusting. Ten of yep. them. Agreed. <laughs> All the time. I, I don't even like garden tomatoes. They're gross. <laughs> it tastes like dirt. <laughs> you know, like eating food like that shouldn't just be something that, you know, you can get at Whole Foods yeah, or like, no. you know, upper middle class people can get good food and the rest of us have to just eat shit. It's like the Hunger Games, you know, <laughs> people in the city are yeah. eating the fresh being, food. If I'm being honest, though, even the shit at Whole Foods really isn't that great in comparison. No, no it's not, you know, compared to Garden Fresh. Stuff. Like if you want, if you want the best Garden Fresh stuff. Go to the farmer's markets. Yeah. Because that's where you're right. going to find the freshest produce. You're going to be able to get a taste of what it You're really probably going to buy it from the farmer. And I guarantee mm -hmm. it's going to cost a shitload less than even the local grocery store. Yeah, it is. You know, because farmers aren't making anything when they sell it to the grocery stores. No. And, and they're making, and it lasts so much longer. Well, when you think longer. about it, like, like, I buy three gigantic onions from the farmer's market. It costs me a dollar. That same, those <laughs> same three onions probably cost me close to three at the grocery store. And they're half rotted already. But the farmer makes probably four times more by selling it to me. Oh, yeah, easily. Because yeah. it's straight profit. And... They don't have all that shit fucking like six layers of driedness on the outside of them like you get at the grocery store. I, I can't remember the exact statistic, but I think it's something like seven cents of every dollar we spend on food ends up in the hands of farmers. Which is insane. Mm. Now, I get there's like transportation Oh, costs, I get that but, too. There should be, you know, I, I don't expect every dollar I spend on food to end up back at a farmer. I eat out a lot. They, you know, but, but there should be enough of it coming back to them that they're making enough money. Yeah, that they're they're making enough money to continue to. You do think it. that the majority would, since they're putting in the the hard work, the weeding, the watering, <laughs> the tending, the worry about the weather, like that's all them. The yeah. trucker that has it, that just drives it across country. 
some of the stuff we they've been working on for like seven, eight months. And, you know, it's the guy who touched it for the last like two months worth or, you know, or two minutes worth ends up with you know 90 percent of the profit. Doesn't even make sense. Not at all. Not at all. I, I have a question for you because you you've been doing this for quite a few years now. Four, seven. five, seven years. Perfect. Four, five, seven. Four, five, seven. I couldn't remember. I was oh, trying to remember that. I was trying to remember the, way, the number that I saw. By the way, just did not finish high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not a true story. Uh, it's a lie. What do you need from the community to help the Green Urban Lunchbox to continue to be successful? We we need community involvement, you know, so community involvement looks like a couple things. One is you like come out and you help us pick some food um, or you come to one of our events. You know, like we have a big harvest bash in September 15th at Mountain West. Um, you come out to that. You buy something from one of our partners. You send us a donation check. You, you do something that involves you in changing the way food you be active, right? You can't just like be this passive participant in a food system if you want a food system that's healthy and fair and like all those things I talked about where it's not destroying us, it's not destroying the earth, and it's not destroying our communities, and it's really tasty. So like if you want that in your food system, you have to be involved. And there's a million ways to be involved, right? You can jump on our website. We have a newsletter that goes out with like 40 volunteer opportunities every week. What is your website? It's thegreenurbanlunchbox.com, or if that's too hard to remember, G-U-L-B.org. Gulb. Gulb. That's a pretty easy website. Yeah. That must have been really tough to get that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, four-letter websites are tough to get. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. How, other than your website, how do people get a hold of you to, to try and do stuff? That's the best way is go on our website. You're not going to give us your cell phone number. <laughs> no, if, you, if you even call our office, like you're, you're going to be like, is anyone ever in this office? I just want to be not, like, I just want to be like Midge. And call you over and over until you come call to our garden. Call to me. Call me. Yeah, I learned I, I don't give out my number to seniors anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have anyone else to talk to, man. They're just going to keep calling. Keep calling, um, keep calling. Yeah, the, they they will have an hour long conversation about getting milk at the grocery store, and that's not a generalization. That is true. Of <laughs> I so I, we have one more question for you, and then we'll we'll let you get out of here if you want, Sean. Um, we ask everyone that, that comes on the show this. Uh, so y you live in Utah by choice. You've, you've obviously had choices to stay in Tahiti or Fiji or the Galapagos Islands maybe. Um, but you live here by choice. Um, what's one thing that you would tell someone visiting the state that they needed to do before they left? Um, you know, I just think driving up one of the canyons. Like I live in Utah because... You know, 15 minutes from my house, I can be in the wilderness and be outside the city, but I can be in the city and do really cool city things as well. Like, but there's no other city that you can do that. And so take a drive, drive up in the Camas, drive up in one of the canyons, you know, little or big cottonwood. Yeah. Go to Camas. Hang out. Is that there. burger place still up in Camas? Still is. Yeah. It's <laughs> delicious. We used to go on our... Our camp, our like girls' camp, was up by campus. <laughs> We'd always stop there on the way back. We always drove through. A lot of girls' we camp, 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 camps up there. Yeah. <laughs> Camus burgers. Camus burgers. Yeah, it's what is it called? I don't even remember. So the one you're thinking of was probably called Dicks, but it's not it's <laughs> anymore. Um, but there's it's called the uh, 
High West is a drug. It's, we just call it the drugstore, but there's another name to it. So another it's really good. A burger place called the drugstore. <laughs> yep. Go to the drugstore. Chemist. Mountain Land Mountains. I don't know. Just to go to the drugstore. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Sean. It's been a great conversation. Hey, thanks. That was fun. Thank you. That's going to do it for the night. Uh, a cool interview. Got to get out and, and just support them, so whether it's Mountain West or... Well, I think I want to sign up and get some fucking free food out of some bitch's yard now. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you should go, go volunteer with them so you just, can get your free. Is it illegal? So if, if park strips are if park strips are like free reign, is it illegal for me to go fucking shore up that tree that's hanging? Like, I'll show you guys before you leave what tree I'm talking about. Literally sits on the sidewalk. You it's, can. You can. To just go cut it down? Oh, no. no! I thought you meant pick the, the cherries off. No, no, no. I mean, like, it's trim like, the branches so it's not on the fucking I, tr- I trim the branches that are on my park strip. I mean, you can actually call the city and, and complain. I keep my park strip trimmed. Or the county. <laughs> nice and tidy, huh? Huh, Jennifer? Did you get a sunburn down by your park strip? No. <laughs> Skinly at the air show? Come well, I don't know what you fucking wore out there. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but thanks again to to, to Sean, uh, Green Urban Lunchbox. What a what a cool organization! They do a lot of cool stuff and lots of ways oh, to get involved. All the senior stuff is so cool. Really I agree. Is. That's really amazing. Is. Um, so your mom could have some people come help her with her garden. My mom doesn't have a garden. She could have one. She would probably, no, the point is that they have the space. Oh, well, her mom's space. got the space for sure. She's yeah, got plenty of space. Yeah. In fact, right now her whole front yard is dead because she didn't like how much crabgrass was growing in so it. She's like, I'm so not she decided it. not to water it. So maybe she should water before the fourth, so it doesn't go up in flames. She probably should. We probably should water at least her. water the the dead, so that it, yeah, we actually probably should. <laughs> so have a safe uh, fourth. We'll talk to you again on the fourth because you are all loyal listeners that download the episode as soon as it drops and listen to it and you subscribe to it. Uh, if if you do do that, share it, please. If you do do. If you do do, if you poop, um, share our episode. <laughs> everybody poops. So, share say, everybody poops. so everybody should share our episodes, um, especially if you like what you hear. If you want to be on the show, contact Jess. Um, you know, you can reach us on Facebook or Twitter at TNU Podcast. Or through our website. There's yep. a form. TheNewUtah.com. Uh, and there's apparently a form on there now. Uh, it's a form letter where you uh, put in some information. and we Send us a dollar. <laughs> it's been there for a while. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I, That's actually how we got Green Urban Lunch. Chain letters, oh, that's like, awesome. Like, yep. like real chain letters, like when you're like in yeah. junior high and stuff, and you send everybody on the list a dollar. Five letters. They're supposed to send you a dollar. No. That's, a, that's, a that's what we're just scheme. talking about, by the way. <laughs> Ponzi scheme, Jeremy. That's, that but was that starting days. young. Did yeah. you do that, Jeremy? I did. And where'd you go Are you serial? You're in the city. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, because you'd send it to your friends and send them a dollar, and everybody's supposed to. It never worked. Did they ever send you a dollar back, but Jeremy? Jeremy lost a lot of money. I lost a lot of school. money when I was young. <laughs> he was not an intelligent business person in high school. <laughs> it's a good thing you learned your lesson. Right. I think you would have lost your wife if you hadn't. <laughs> 